three, two, one. Bobby Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right, all right. All right. Welcome everybody, it is Monday, March 6th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the L College of Business can do for you, which includes getting your MBA in as little as 13 months and feeling like you're paid to be doing so in the process. Visit business.louisville.edu to see how that can be made happen for you. Very wordy, perfectly. Starting off on a high note there. Perfect vernacular, nailing it. Right off the bat here. We're on the air to, uh, from 3 until 6 today here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know us better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford here with a flummoxed Trevor Kelsey. I I mean, the weather's great today. The weather's beautiful. It's March. It's conference tournament week. Either we're going to see Louisville win the ACC tournament or the season's about to be over. Either way, it's a good thing for us around here. I'm assuming we're going to have an upbeat, well-rested, happy Trevor Kelsey he comes in like a house of fire today. Just, Trev, you're, you're perturbed. You're annoyed. Something has happened behind the scenes, and you are, you're you're frustrated. It's very clear. Yeah. Why the hell are you wearing a hoodie? Well, 75 degrees outside. Was, I'm going to take it off here in a second because I'm hot. <laughs> hot. It was a little cool earlier. I've had it on the That's entire day. That's what disturbs me. I'm, just, I'm hot. I'm over sweating looking at you, dude. I work in the basement of my house, and it's like, <laughs> thir- I, I, this is not hyperbole. It's like 25 degrees cooler than the rest of the house. So I'm always wearing this, and I go outside. And I had to come in here early today to do the commercials, and then I'm talking to Troy, and I definitely need to get the hoodie off, but it is, yeah, it's, it's too warm for this. Yeah, I had something that wasn't working properly, and when something doesn't work properly, uh, I, uh, yeah. I, I, What's I going on, big guy? What's oh, we got a, I mean, we, we, we've got, we, we've got a hiccup somewhat fixed, but I got Okay. I have to go over to Southern Indiana and do the uh, high school game tonight anyway, so I'll, I'll take a look at what's going on over there when I get over there after the show. Oh. We got a little, little Southern Indiana high school basketball night at 7. 6.45 pregame. Silver Creek? Uh, no, uh, sectional championship, New Albany, and I don't. I think Jennings, maybe. I'm surprised it's not Jeff. It's like it's always New Albany and Jeff. Well, I think yeah, maybe it is Jeff and Jennings. I don't know. It's, it's somebody. It's one of the New Albany or Jeff. Otherwise, I wouldn't have to work. That's all I know. <laughs> Hardest working man in the biz. We also have, I think, um, I would have known maybe if I'd worked the games on Friday, but those got canceled, so they moved to Saturday. And when those were going on, I was. Three sheets of the wind drafting a fantasy baseball team. So at a boy, yeah, yeah. And now we because we got the sixth region championship is tonight at Bellarmine. It's J Town versus Nick Roush High School. Uh, Desales. Oh man, Desales knocked off the boss, huh? Desales knocked off the boss. J Town oh. beat um, Manual. Desales beat Evangel. 
Or maybe no, I'm, Manuel lost to Trinity in the seventh. Right, Evangel. Oh, yeah, yeah. But who J Town beat? J Town, I think, beat Butler. Oh, Butler, okay. And DeSales beat Evangel. Yeah, I knew that one, yeah. Trinity beat Manuel. Mail beat Ballard. Now we got Trinity Mail, uh, the seventh region final on Tuesday at 7 p.m. at Knights Hall, but they had to move all those away from Valley because no JCPS school. Some schools still don't have power. I don't think we realized. I know you and I got knocked off the air a couple of times on Friday, yeah. which was interesting. But I don't think we realized how bad it was out there until like you and I drove home. We leave here. It's like the last of us out there on Taylorsville Road. Nothing is the lights are on nowhere. Thornton's is closed. There's limbs every yeah, Thornton's is closed, which that you know it's bad when Thornton's yeah. isn't open. Paul's is closed. There's no lights there. Yep. Half of the fence back here is is blown down. You've got just like no electricity on any of these. Every single light that I go to on the way home is 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 knocked uh, is off. I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm pretty sure there was cars in the parking lot, but I think the mall was completely dark. The mall was dark, and I know Best Buy was because there was nobody there. They'd already sent everybody home. There were like seven pretty large uprooted trees around us, yeah. uh, like walking the dog. So it was just you know, my my parents still don't have power. My daughter's teacher doesn't have power. We just got very very lucky. You and I both not losing power and us the, able being able to actually do the show here despite getting knocked off for. Yeah, I think ten minutes here and there. The people across the street from me don't have power. Ooh, that's a good feeling. Yeah, see, we're on we're on this weird grid in my neighborhood where that's how we used to be too. Yeah, and, and I, I kid you not, eight out of ten times it's the other way around. It's us without power, and they've got power. And but that for now, and I and I talked to one of the neighbors on the way home last night. I said, "Hey, this is no power still," and they said, "No, two thousand do have generators." So. I kept getting thrown off a little bit. I know papers are getting blown everywhere over yeah, here. Yeah, it's that window. I know. Well, still hey, a little windy here. Still a little hot in here, so I need the window open. Papers be damned. Um, and so I asked my neighbor, I said, so, uh, power? He's like, no. He's like, have you heard any word? He's like, I'm thinking Wednesday, maybe Thursday. So they're telling thinking, everybody now. Wow. That I, I figured this out as the day's gone on because everybody's getting the same message. They're telling everybody Wednesday, like 8 o'clock, is, is the – that's the general response. I don't think they have any idea when the hell they're going to get anybody's power on because there's so much still out and there's so many huge issues that they have to deal with. There's no timeline for this, but I feel I feel terrible. At least the weather hasn't been – it's been like not very hot or not very cold. You've been able to survive without having to have power. But Yeah, it's been comfortable enough with maybe some windows up, but I mean – Yeah, my parents have been like, like it's, it's fine. Like we're – we're doing okay. It's not a big. My, I think my dad's going a little stir crazy, but my mom is. She always makes the best of bad situations. So she's been fine. I'd be at a hotel by now. I there were know. so we were downtown this weekend, and there were you know we were staying at a hotel. We had our little parents' weekend getaway. Yeah, and there were lots of that. people downtown. And for a while there, I could I was like, is there like a tournament going on down here? Is there an event going on down here? And I think it was just a lot of people without power that were like, to hell with this. We're <laughs> we're gonna stay at the Marriott. We're gonna stay at the Omni. We're gonna we're gonna be downtown. We're going to a hotel. I think that was the big reason why it was just so incredibly congested downtown. I do love my buddy who did text me the other day. He was like, he hasn't had power since Friday. And he's like, I just got my LG bill in the mail. Let's do that balls. I saw, <laughs> I saw the same joke, like several from several people oh, on Twitter really? today. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you get that, do you like, do you, I mean, they, they deserve like a percentage off, right? Can I get a refund? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a refund, but let's just do the math. I mean, let's take like 10% off or something here. I don't I mean, think it's, it's going to work. I mean, it's bad enough. You charge me two bucks just to pay my bill. When you're the only show in town, they can do what they want. Oh uh, yeah. Like By the, the way, companies. I, I still have never understood how that doesn't work under a monopoly rule. Well, I, I guess because you're like, <laughs> I mean, if you they want, made, they made, they made, didn't they make Microsoft just completely split because of this? Well, it's not a public company. I think LG is what they're technically a government. Yeah, government entity. So that's not how they can have a monopoly. Yeah. 
Oh well, I did not realize that they don't. It's just like it's just like alcohol to UK event. You should the start rich, your the own rich, gas the rich can electric drink, company. The poor can, can you should divide. start your own gas and electric company to compete with LG and E. Can I do that? TK and E. <laughs> TK G and E. I'd do it. Get Half all, the prices of LG and E, people. All your own wiring, all your own electricity, all your own. Uh, you're gonna have to figure this all out. It's a, if your power goes out because of windstorm, DYI it, my friend. Well, that's you're not gonna. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna be much of a competitor. Well, yeah, but my bills would be so cheap that it'd be worth it. I'll just send you like a starter kit. Oh, there you go. Uh five oh two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line, by the way. Get your thoughts in there. Questions, comments, concerns, all that good stuff. I got a thought. On the Thornton sex line at five oh two four one four fourteen fifty. And while you're at it, download the refreshing rewards app. It's gonna save you money every time you need to fuel up outside or get a tasty treat inside any one of the thirty four thousand six hundred and eighty seven area Thornton's locations. What's and, your they're, and they're open 24 hours, so don't don't take advantage of that by lingering in there because you have no electricity at home. And they're back on. We saw the one of Taylor's Road now, yeah, now does on, have yeah. power. It does. Um, I know you had the romantic Saturday night getaway. We did. It was nice. I'm sure. Well, and, and off the air, I'll be looking forward to the details of that. But uh, in, in the midst of all that and Louisville's ladies making a run, did you sneak in 20 minutes to watch your damn show? No. And here I am with a movie for you. No. I had a nice full. I had a, I had a nice weekend of movies. Uh, you always do. I did. I, I did. I, for some reason, I I'd never watched Creed two, so I thought, oh, you know what? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do Creed one again and watch Creed two back to back. Let's see if I'm gonna watch Creed three. I saw the new one is the first sports movie to ever gross over a hundred million dollars on opening weekend. Well, it's got to be better than Creed two because that one sucked. <laughs> Creed one is still good. Creed two is not very good. And I was like, yeah, this is. I, I have no really desire to watch Creed three now. But I did watch, and I can't remember if you've seen this one or not. So if you have, then you have maintained at least one more day of uh, execution for getting a movie. Have you seen the HBO original Cobb? No. There's your movie for the week. It's probably not going to get done. I'm just I letting you know right that. now. <laughs> and it sucks. Like you would enjoy it. It's a really good movie. I Tommy Lee like- Jones is Cobb. Robert Wool plays Al Stump. It's a really, it's a good movie. Now, the only problem is, is it's only, it's, despite being an HBO production, it's not on HBO Max. I don't understand why. They have all every season of John from Cincinnati on there, for God's sakes, but they don't have a movie they even made in their own house. So you have to go to Prime and get it. But instead of renting it, I did purchase it, so there you I'll go. let you borrow it. I appreciate that. I'm looking forward to your text going, hey, I'm ready to watch this movie. Well, it's going to have to be after the NCAA tournament. It's tonight I will be up until 1.30 watching, I mean, at least 1.30, probably 2, Gonzaga, San Francisco, because I've got to write about the West Coast Conference Tournament. So this is I'm getting bumped for something you're getting paid for? Yeah. That's the, the hell is this, For man? the next four weeks, it's uh, it's going to be... This is the, the wrong time to make this promise. I mean, I bought the movies. that count as paying you? Yes. We'll do it. My Lent will start in May. <laughs> Mid-April, we'll do Lent. We'll do our own version of Rutherford Show. This is the summer of the summer Lent. Summer of Lent. <laughs> we need something else to do besides besides talk follow recruiting, besides, talking sixteen and seventeen year old kids. Besides follow, yeah. I mean, baseball will be great, and we know baseball will be great because we saw what they did over the weekend. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get with the women's team. We'll talk about the men's team. Uh, I mean, this time, twenty four hours from now, we could be gearing up to watch the Cards play for the last time. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about that. <laughs> I don't know if you want to. You know. I'm still holding out hope for Mission 11 straight, slash potentially Mission 12 straight if we have to play in the first four. But I know some people are just ready for it to be over. We'll get into all that good stuff. But you had a good weekend? Outside of just movie watching, anything happen? Um, yeah, I mean, I, oh, I, and, you know, the, the game on Sunday afternoon, which we'll talk about. But outside of even that, it was 
fun weekend of watching some college basketball, watching movies, drafting fantasy baseball, and, and, and topped it all off on Sunday night with a, a very fun AEW pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was uh, I saw some people tweeting about it. They, I heard, I heard some, it looked like bad things on Twitter. People weren't happy. Well, I, they might have been the, what, the, 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 the best heel in the business, MJF, I guess, got some bad heat because. They went to the crowd, and usually they'll do, you know, they'll put a plant, you know, a plant out there for them to do something, you know, mess with. And this one wasn't. And he just like grabbed this woman's water and just like just threw it on her kid. Oh, <laughs> and apparently the kid was disturbed. Personally, I find him just trying to get probably free stuff because it was probably the best moment of his life, but being on TV like that. But he they get he got to go backstage and meet some wrestlers and stuff. And MJF took a little bit of heat, which he just told people to basically blank off. Okay, because that's what he does. Did uh, Orange Cassidy win? They did not. They were in the uh, the four way tag team match. Oh. His partner's the, but he didn't lose the title. No, he's no. Still the but his partner is the one they got pinned. So that, that's all that matters. Yeah. As long as he's still the All Atlantic champion. No, the Ass Boys did retain. Yeah, and then uh, I can't hit on the Ass Boys. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to. Sometimes they're just 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 really snickety. And then uh, yeah, so they they won, and and it was uh, the sixty man match was fun. The Texas Death match between Page and Moxley was a brutal mess and was fun. The tr- the trio match was the best match on the card as expected between House of Black and the Elite. So it was it was a nice pay per view, a good four hour pay per view. Good, classic four hour pay per view. Classic four hour pay per view. I wonder what you could have done, what all you accomplished in that four hours that I spent watching wrestling. I don't know. <laughs> Probably talking about the Southern Conference. Tournament. What were you doing between nine and, and one a.m. last night? <laughs> nine and one a.m. last night. I fell asleep at well, no, I was up. Um, I was working a little bit. Oh, should have texted you. I watched. I, I did watch one episode of Veep with Mary. It's our, we're trying to spend some time after the kids go down, at least watching a little bit of TV together. Um, I'm glad that you, you can make time to watch some, that's at least one show. Well, yeah, because if I'm watching only Murs, it's by myself or something else. So what, she doesn't want to watch it? No, she watched. I think she watched a couple of, of the first season. And she wasn't into it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I went off by myself for that one. But we had a we had a good weekend. We had the, the parents get away. It was Mary's big one of her big. New Year's resolutions was like at least once a month we're like spending time away from the kids, just the two of us. Which Brilliant. We, we already broke the second month. We didn't get away because you know we'll do stuff <laughs> on the weekends. You know she'll she'll have a girls' dinner. I'll have you know, time with the guys. Like but we don't we, we haven't had enough time just together. So she planned this in advance where we we're going to have a nice dinner Saturday night, stay at a hotel, and then she planned. And I think we've talked about this on before on the air before. She planned a couples massage. I'd never had a massage before. No, you didn't, I don't think you brought this up, did you? I no, I don't. We never even talked about this weekend on Friday. It never came up. Yeah, you well, and I talked about it off. Too busy trying to stay on the air, really. We, yeah, Friday got a little. <laughs> Friday got away from us very quickly, and then never really got back on track. But so, so Saturday night we went to Jeff Ruby's, which was nice. kind of a delayed birthday dinner for her. Never been, by the way. You never been to Ruby's? It's good. No, I mean, it's, no. it, it's. I don't know if it's worth the price, but it's very good. It's kind of like Stony River, then. Well, no, it's it's. It, it's more expensive than Stony River. Oh, I, I like Stony, Stony River. Stony River, I don't know. I, I question sometimes if it's worth the price, but it's but it's good, but it's expensive. It's funny you say that. We actually ended up going to Stony... Because I booked Jeff Ruby's for her birthday, and then we had friends come in town unexpectedly, and we're like, well, let's do Jeff Ruby's another night where we can stay, but make yeah. it into a big night. Let's just go to Stony River with our friends there in town. So we went to Stony River that night, and then we did Ruby's this night, which okay. was nice. Um, got the hotel. I mean, the big show was being able to sleep until 10 o'clock. Like, everything else was great. <laughs> like... <laughs> We both were like so excited to sleep. This is gonna be great. And then, so we do the the massage Probably on. Did a late checkout on top of it, like the 11 Oh, we did. Yeah. Okay. We, yeah, we absolutely did. 
We, yeah, no, she fell asleep early. I ended up watching all of the San Francisco, Santa Clara double overtime game, like texting my buddy who's like one of the associate ADs out there. Wow. It's like 3 a.m. I'm like, this romance is, is not dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Well, she was asleep. I didn't, I didn't make her watch until she fell asleep. That was so sweet of you. Shippery. Yeah. Well, I think we started watching like White Lotus or something and she fell asleep after 10 minutes. And I was like, all right, flipping the game on. So I had never had a massage before. Like, I, you know, I've had you know like the amateur massages from girlfriends or friends or, or wives or whatever okay and like you've I, never been to a massage i've never done like the full professional massage like, Not that, i've never been like opposed to it i've always been interested like i've never i would never it's not something i would ever do for myself i'm a big fan of it myself and well, thanks for just giving your opinion right before we get into this yeah. uh I, i've i've always you know you're welcome i like having massages i, I like you know having my shoulders dropped I, I feel like i'm very tense so i was i was like yeah sure we'll do this the spa is kind of intense at the beginning. Like I've never, I, again, I've never been in this situation before. They come you in; it's very calm. They've got like the very zen music playing. They show you like this is the relaxation room. This is where you change into your robe. This is where you know there, there's showers here. There's a sauna here. There's like a, I mean, Mary's never on time for anything, and our massage was at two, and she's like, we got to be there by one thirty. <laughs> so like for this we're very and we're just like hanging out in the relaxation room together on these very comfy couches these very whatever they are recliners it, it's just it's all very and I, you know this part of it i'm kind of like eh, it, this is a little much for me but the massage itself we got 50 minute massage so it's like full body that sounds like a long time. i could have gone, gone for like two more hours Trevor. it was <laughs> like I, when it was over i was like i could have done this the entire day now did you get did, did you have a male or female massage female okay I think I'm kind of addicted to massages now. Would you have been okay with a man? Sure. Okay. I'm checking. It was, I mean, I, I, I felt so relaxed. It You're felt hooked. so good. Absolutely hooked. I mean, maybe I've never had a professional massage done. Maybe that's why I, I've never really enjoyed it as much. Would you, did you go to like the, the dollar massage parlor in Vegas or something? You could say that, yeah. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> I mean, trust me. I, mean, there's, I'm just, I don't most, know if those are licensed masseuses. Most of those are just there. waiting for the massage part to be over. I mean, it's just like. Okay. <laughs> but I don't, but I have like, like I mean, I, I know I did like somebody, I had one of those ones at the mall one time. And it just, I don't know. It just felt weird. I mean,. <laughs> I would say if you want to get a, a good feel, maybe go away from the mall massage and go to like a nice one. See see if you like it. Now, now do you just go with just like you just go with the underwear on? How how does so this, this is a big yeah, decision the protocol for me. confusion for me. This is a big decision for yeah. me. Like I I didn't know because you can go underwear, you can go fully nude. Like, okay, you don't see anything. Like you're underneath the the, ver the weighted blanket, which is great. Like it's okay. Like, I went with. But I'm assuming the blanket only covers the butt anyway, because I mean she's got to like. It covers everything. Like you're underneath this like very heated blanket, but then she pulls it back. But like oh you, okay, at her disposal. But like it's okay. never pulled back to the point where like your ass or your front is exposed. Okay. So you know, the, the any butt massaging happens over the blanket. Okay. They're pros here, very pros. <laughs> Did so you get butt massage. I went, I went, I went underwear on. It's my first time. I didn't want to get too frisky. I probably would too myself. I like next time. I'll probably, I'll probably go the whole way. Like I had friends who've got massages before. They're like, they're like, I regretted you know, putting the underwear on the first time. But like, I still, I just, I, did, I didn't know. Like, I, I didn't know. I don't know what's going on. I'm very, I'm new. I would, be, I would, I would, I'm right there with you, dude. First time, amateur. I would have gone underwear too. But I can see how, like, it, it doesn't matter. Like she, like she probably had no idea whether or not I had underwear on or not. Okay. I, I don't think she ever got the towel to a point where like she saw the underwear. Where, like it's. They know what they're doing. It's very professionally done. You never feel like they always they leave whenever there's you know time to stand up and you have to get 
derobed or unrobed. It's it's all very it's just very relaxing. I enjoyed myself thoroughly. Here's the part I would worry about, like with the relaxing part. I would be like, what, what, would you when you fear you're just gonna like one rip on accident? No, because when I'm relaxed, I kind of I have a tendency to fart and. Yeah, I'm sure that they've dealt with that before. They're very, they're pros. I, mean, I hope so. I mean, I would. I mean, that would require. I, I think an extra tip too on my part. Do you tip? It's it's already in there. Okay, they, they have to the contribute. But you, do you feel like awkward or responsible for me to give her like a five or something? Or? No, because they they like they leave like right after they they get like they, they give you water. You know, going in that it's like <laughs> the bell goes off. I'm like done. And they run out the door. You're like, uh, uh, yeah, you're like get out of here. <laughs> like the wonders at the end of the song. They're like we're off. Bye. <laughs> Start talking. You're like uh, 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 no conversation. Uh, no, it's it, it's all it, it's it's very nice. That's the other question I have as a Seinfeld fan. I know you probably know that episode. The George, yeah. The uh, <laughs> the the movement, but I was thinking more of Jerry having the conversation with the masseuse. Did 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 you spark conversation? Did you no. stay quiet? Because that, that's like the haircut thing all over again. I know you don't. Have I that. hated back when I had hair. <laughs> yeah, to say I hated getting my haircut because like the, the small talk. Oh, there's so much drives pressure. me nuts. I don't want to have small talk either. I talk. We talk here for hours a day. I don't want to have small talk Same. when I'm getting my hair cut. Same. Could not agree more. I don't want to have small talk. And, and the masseuse thing's another one. Like. There's no they. What's weird is that very I, one of my masseuses did try to make small talk. I'm like, really? Mary said she had one out of town one time when she was on like on a work trip and she got a massage at like the hotel spa and the person talked to her nonstop and she's like, and you know, Mary's she's too nice to ever like be like, hey, can we can you shut the hell up? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to relax here. <laughs> Just please rub my back a little bit. Like lower right side is killing me. Shut up and get on that. So she's like, the, she's like the woman just talked to me the whole time and it sucked. But no, they were the omni masseuses. Very, very much professional. Like, you know, the only time that it was just like, you know, does this feel okay? Or like, you know, roll over. Like, it, it, just like they were, it, it was, it was nice. It was what I wanted. You sold me. I may, I may end up going. I think you'd enjoy yourself. I really do. I mean, it's definitely should rank ahead of my list of, you know, like trying to outrun alligators and pole vaulting. I mean, you could get it done. And then the shower afterward felt incredible. It was great. You know, you get the, like, the wanted to wash the oil off a little bit. Mm-hmm. I sat in the sauna for a second to see how it these, felt. I don't think on oils. Well, I they, think. they let you smell it and see if it smells okay. Well, it's more the fact that I just the amount of body hair I have, the oil feels weird. I don't think it'll feel weird. Like you, you don't really notice it. I promise. I, I mean, this might come as a shock, but I have somewhat of a hairy back. I do too. Okay, I'm just saying. It felt great. <laughs> okay, felt fantastic. I still feel great. You seem relaxed. I I came out feeling very relaxed. I mean, then you had then you had the rest of the night with the kids free. You just got to chill. Well, no, not that night. Sunday we had to go back and get the kids. Oh, this was on Sunday. I know if Saturday. we had to do it over again, Mary I thought like, you were talking about you did this on Saturday. Then when we kind the next time we do it, we want to do it that way. Where yeah. it's like because Mary like after we left, Mary's like, "How nice would it be just like to go to dinner or like not have kids?" And I was like, "Yeah, no. go back up to the room and hang out." And but we did, we were excited to see him after 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 being away. John was very excited to see us. Virginia could not have cared less. She was like, "Whatever." Already getting to that age. Yeah, she was. She had a sleepover with her cousin, so she was the happiest kid in the world. And then she fell asleep. I think maybe. 0.5 seconds after getting into the car because she'd been up so late. Uh, so she was... Yeah. That's good. But it was it was a very fun weekend. It was very nice. We did get to watch the uh, both women's games, Saturday and Sunday, uh, which Saturday was fantastic. Sunday was was less so, but we're okay. I think still think we uncovered some good things. The real disappointment, and we'll talk more about this after the break, the real disappointment for me losing on Sunday, it wasn't just losing the chance of winning a conference championship, which is always a big deal. It was. I think if they'd won, they would have had a really good shot to be a top four seed, which would have meant first and second round games at the KFC Yum Center, which would have been very cool. I think now, I guess there's still a 
very outside chance that maybe the NCAA selection committee says, hey, we can get 12,000 fans at uh, two games here. That's some moolah for us. Let's go ahead and make that happen. I think they're probably more likely going to be a five or a six seed because they lost that game, but that would have been nice to have on Sunday. But. Just the weirdness that the young will be hosting not one but two gender tournaments and Louisville men's will not be involved in either one. Yeah. Because <laughs> are we hosting the Elite Eight this year? Yeah, but the men, I mean, the men couldn't play there. That's true, yeah. Yeah, but it will, it will be weird. It's it's all going to be weird. We'll talk about the weirdness coming up after the break. We'll get into the the men's draw. I mean, I kind of forgot that the <laughs> the Virginia game was something because we all just you and I both just assumed on Friday that we didn't talk about the game. I woke up at two fifteen. <laughs> I kid you not. I woke up at two fifteen. I turned the game on. We were down eighteen to eight. I was like, it was it was exactly what we, like, what we thought shock. it was going yeah. to be. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that coming up after the break. We'll talk about the draw. We'll get you ready for tomorrow a little bit later on in the show, which feels weird to say. And then we'll get to the women's uh, game and then baseball. I mean. If you want to look at something overwhelmingly positive, this baseball team is legit. They showcased it over the weekend. We'll also take some text from you guys at 502-414-1450. It's Mike Rutherford Show. We'll keep it going next here on 1450 and 961 The Big X. I mean, I can tell already. We're two for two. <laughs> yeah, usually when you have back-to-back, you have a good feeling. I'm with you on Tom Petty, though. That was one of my favorites. It's, you, I saw my concert twice, and both were so awesome. I missed it. I, I feel like I was so... I know there were a couple of times where he was local, and I had some high school friends who went, and I, I skipped out. I remember there was a big party, and they just came late, and I was like, I don't want to miss the big party, and I, I've regretted it ever since. I saw him with... Both times I saw him, actually, was with Black Crow's opening. The first one was in... I want to say it was in Cincinnati or Deer Creek. I can't remember. I feel like this is probably the same concert. Yeah, I went with some buddies. And then uh, not too long later, like they happened to be like, I think it was a year later when I was in Bowling Green, they happened to be in Nashville. And I'm like, let's go. What's your favorite Tom Petty song? Weirdly, I like Breakdown. I like Breakdown a lot. And it it sucks because he didn't play it the first time I saw him. And I was kind of disappointed, but he did play it the second. Which I was disappointed, but I was also like, you know, he played for like two hours. Yeah. Dude's got so many songs that, it's easy to lose, you know, especially when one of your favorites is kind of like, I mean, Breakdown's a, a popular track, but it's it's the, the bottom half of the bo- popular track list, I'm sure. Yeah. You think? Yeah. I think it's kind of up there. Oh, okay. Oh, you ready for it? Oh, America's yeah. America's favorite game? This Spotify. is going to be a tough one. I think it, I think American this, Girl is, is number one. Oh, I'm going to go. You know what? I'm going to go. Uh, it's either American Girl or Free Fallen, I think. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a chance and take a take a take a support of our our future potheads out there. Last yeah, okay. dance with Mary Jane. Okay, 
I mean, or you could have um, You Don't Know How It Feels. You Don't Know How It Feels, yeah. Which is one of my, that song came out my freshman year. I think To Find a Friend is my favorite song, 30 song, but that's definitely that's, that's B, You're going yeah. B-track, yeah. Big time B-track. But I, I like American, American Girl's probably my second favorite song. I would say, I, I would say, you know, if it's not, if it's not, say the last, it's not Last Chance of Mary Jane, I think you're right with Free Fallen or maybe Running Down a Dream. I'm going to guess American Girl and then Free Fallen, okay. but I might. Spotify says. Here we go. Free Fallen is number one. Ah, okay. We, well, we both knew that was up there. Number two, we we did we should have said this. This should have been on. We didn't reel this off. This should have been on our short list. Won't back down. Won't oh, back down. Yeah. Number three is Running Down a Dream. Okay. Number four is Wildflowers. Really? Number I five, like Wildflowers, but really. Number five is You Don't Know How It Feels. Wow, I'm surprised Jane didn't make the last. One. I'm surprised American Girl. I mean, yeah, yeah, we both were way off there. But Free Falling, Wildflowers is definitely the wild card of that one. I agree. I'm surprised Free Falling actually is a like defiant, definitive number one. Yeah, five hundred and forty-five million plays. The next highest is two hundred and eighty million plays. So that's a lot. I'm, I'm a wide not, gap between be one and two. At that. I was a little bit surprised. Thought it'd be a little bit closer. The gap, I guess, yeah, but it being number one is not a surprise. I just thought maybe I would. You know, try, I thought we'd get more love out of the, the tokers of America, but I guess not. I guess not. Uh, we've got the second <laughs> Dan McDonald show coming on tonight, 6 to 7 on 970 WGTK. We're doing a new thing where Dan McDonald's going to have his own coaches show this year. Uh, it's been fantastic. He's out at Roosters again. Check out all the, all the, uh, I'm just, so I, I knew that this was going to come up. Have you seen the, uh, we're, we're flipping seamlessly here. All right. Have you seen the, the coaches show, I guess, kerfuffle that's out there the, the the new drama about the men's basketball program that the fans have and fans are going back and forth and the anti-kp and the pro-kp crowd no, are I going at it I, i've noticed this this season and i've purposefully avoided this because we've had enough there have been enough things to criticize for this season and we've had enough people label us as as haters and you guys just hate kp and never wanted kp to like get into this and i do think it's not a small deal but so I guess this all started. Nolan Smith on the coach's show over the weekend, the TV show, the one with Kendrick Haskins. It used to be okay. Ken Taylor, now it's Kendrick. He's wearing U of L gear, as okay. you, but he's wearing Nike shoes. Okay. And there's been this thing this year where at coaches' shows or public appearances, like Kenny Payne will wear some Nike stuff. He'll wear Jordans. He'll wear like a Nike hat every now and then. Like, Wasn't there a rumor that one of those outfits, the Star Trek outfits, was technically supposed the to be Star Nike? The Star Trek outfit is a Nike outfit without the Nike, the Nike logo. Nike logo, yeah, Because yeah. it's the same. We, we played Pitt. Jeff Cable's got the exact same yep. outfit on, yep. but with the with the check. And if you go to the Nike, like that's the, it's like their design for this year. Yeah. Uh, so KP's wearing a Nike, but he doesn't have the Nike logo on it. But he's not wearing an Adidas shirt for a lot of these games. Like, It's not a small thing that Adidas pays Louisville the highest amount of money of any apparel deal in the country outside of the new UCLA deal. Like we are Adidas's flagship program if you want to use that term. They play us pay us a ton of money. And like it, it's been a big thing in years past where, you know, players if they get spotted wearing Nike or spotted wearing Under Armour in public, like that's a big no-no. You can't you cannot do that. Coaches this has never been an issue. Like it's always been they're wearing Adidas, 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 Adidas. It's part of the, they get paid a lot. This is part of the deal. I understand that fans are like, man, you guys are just grasping for straws for anything to criticize. It's not nothing, though, that like the coaching staff cannot be bothered to wear full Adidas stuff for public appearances. If you want to wear Nike stuff out when you're shopping, when you're out at dinner, you know that that's one thing. But you are paid a very large amount of money to rep Adidas. 
And Does that still count for even <laughs> the assistant coaches? Yes. Okay. I mean, I, I, yeah, I I'm just, assuming he probably forgot or something. You're just doing him paying attention. I don't know, but like it keeps happening, and I don't. It's not the biggest deal in the world, but this is also the only sport where it's an issue. Like football, football coaches have never had an issue with this. Whether it's been Satterfield or now with Brom, past basketball coaches have never had an issue with this. It's just like this new regime. It keeps happening. It's it, it's clearly not the biggest deal in the world, and I can say that because it doesn't affect me financially. I'm sure if it's Josh Hurd, you're probably like, okay, this seems. This is not good. Like we we probably need to clean this up a little bit, guys. I don't know what's going on there, but it's if nothing else, it's just strange to me that this keeps happening because it hasn't been a concern with players in the past. If it has been, it's been cleaned up very quickly. It's never been a concern with any coaches before. In the grand scheme of things, it's not nearly as important as us being four and twenty-seven and now trying to get that turned around and getting some players, getting some some transfers, getting some recruits. But it is. If you don't want to give Adidas. Ammunition to be able to maybe uh, pull back some money on us because yeah. we're four and twenty. We need money. Yeah, we, I mean, we need money right now. I mean, they can't be like, we're not going to give you money because you're four because you only won four wins. That look bad. But if they have the reason of, oh, but you're not wearing our shoes in public, then then they have the they can they can they can maybe use. I don't. And you're wearing our primary competitor stuff. Like that's the other thing. It's like it's you know. I mean, when it comes, you to don't shoes, see Calipari I'm, wearing an Adidas hat by accident <laughs> and on his coach's show. I mean, at least it was, I mean, it was his shoes. I mean, I'm like Morgan Freeman, who really looks at a man's shoes type attitude. But, I mean, I guess, I mean, I wonder, would it doesn't even know it, it was it occurred if people didn't make a public hus, uh, fuss about it? I don't know how this works. I don't know if you have like a, if you have public employees that are, or not public, but if you have employees that are paid specifically to like keep track of yeah, making sure there's no breach of contract in any situation like this. But again, I, I don't want to spend too much time on it because it's been going around and it's just, you, where the battle lines have been drawn continue to be the battle lines here like anybody who thinks that Kenny Payne's been getting a raw deal because some fans are upset that the team is four and 27 which still kind of blows my mind like they're all going to be in the camp of you guys are just looking for something to be mad about this is ridiculous <laughs> and people who are who have been you know a little bit harsh on KP you know they're obviously going to be like this is you know this is just another display of incompetence they're not doing the right things and then I think people like us who are very clearly upset with the fact that the team is four and twenty-seven and worried about the future are just going to be like, "This is—it's it, weird. It's—I it, it, mean, we're four and twenty-seven. Do you really need to stretch the grasp at straws of complaining about what brand he's wearing in his shoes to complain about something? I, I don't know. I—I I, I I mean, honestly, let's these be, are the strangest I times I've ever experienced, Trevor. <laughs> which is saying something. We've gone through Stripper Gate. We've gone through FBI Gate. We've had Bobby Petrino here here twice. We fired Tom Jurich. This season, this basketball season, and this current climate with the fan base. It's not the most like volatile. It's the weirdest time we've ever gone through. This I mean, is what Louisville winning four games over four months in men's basketball does to all of our brains. Yeah, four wins. Be thankful we let you wear shoes. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think there's a point right now. Four wins. I'm surprised KP's not out there in a towel coaching. I mean, he, he ain't earned, we're taking their clothes away. Yeah, you haven't earned either one. Nike, Adidas. Kangaroos, I don't care. You know they do that thing where they <laughs> they don't let the players like Coach K would always do that thing if they were playing bad, wouldn't let them wear their Duke gear and stuff. Yeah, I mean Colorado's taking the the, the logos off helmets and forth. We're making KP other. wear like Umbros to the game. Yeah, <laughs> Umbros and an old Converse tank top. Yeah, this is what you're coaching the conference tournament in KP. I mean, <laughs> win more than four yeah. games. You get another win, maybe you get some shoelaces back. Until then, Velcro it, punk. But like, so I, yeah, it's not. It's clearly not the biggest deal in the world to me, but at the same time, like you're making like this is something we should complain about if we're 27 and four, not four and 27. 
I mean, we, we, we're, we're over here. We can't win. We got one guard. We're yelling about having one guard. Kentucky wins a game with no guards this weekend. Yeah. I mean, we don't I mean I'm just saying. I mean, it's just, but at the same time, like this man is this man is being paid $3.8 million, just shy of $4 million. He's basically being paid almost a million dollars a win. Yeah. I don't think it's asking too much for him and his staff to wear Adidas gear, considering that it's part of his contract, which pays him that much money. It just seems, again, it seems it's it's strange to me that this is happening. I mean, for three million, three point eight million dollars, I'll go like Kevin on Kevin Malone and wear shoe boxes, wear tissue boxes on my feet. There's only one athletic program at U of L where this is happening, and it happens to be the athletic program that is performing the worst of any athletic program that we have <laughs> ever. Like we have no sports that are worse than men's basketball right now. Which is insane because men's basketball at one point in time held up the entire program. Nobody is worse than men's basketball right now. And this is the only group where the coaches are like, we we can wear whatever we want. We're gonna do it. It just it, it's all what about men's water polo. We don't have a team. Well, there you go, they're worse. Doesn't work. No. Doesn't work. And if we hey, we haven't lost though. <laughs> yeah. He may not have four wins, but they only have twenty seven losses. Sure as hell haven't lost twenty seven times, I can tell you that much. <laughs> twenty seven times. I would I have one of those like rare moments of just like where you get smacked in the face by reality. And I was just thinking last night, I was like, Yeah, we, we spend so much time focused on the fact that we've watched this team only win four games over four months. Like I've we've watched we've sat there and we've watched them lose twenty seven times in one season. Twenty seven times. I was I did Mark Titus's his new show. I did the, the debut episode last night. We taped it. It came out today. And he was like, out of these games, how many have you watched? And I was like, every single one. I've watched every yeah. and over a, a four month span, almost exactly four months. Our first game was November 9th. Uh, we're gonna play our last game March seventh, maybe March eighth if we win tomorrow. <clears throat> over four months, I've watched this team suit up and lose twenty seven times. And eventually I'm going to watch them lose for a twenty eighth time. It's just all I don't think I'll ever wrap my brain around it. I don't think my mind will ever process what we've gone through, unless we have to do it again next year, which God forbid. Uh, it's just been a very, very strange time. I guess we can talk about the game on Saturday. They did cover. Which I, my, the Mike Rutherford guarantee you did hold it. up. You nailed the it. The guarantee was they will lose by fewer points than they've lost their last three, which was 17 twice and 16 once. And they lost by 15, by God. They kept it. They flirted with it. But they got underneath that Mike Rutherford guarantee. Uh, we're never really in the game. It was, it was exactly no. what we said it was. I Virginia smacked him early. Yeah, held a ten point lead basically the entire game. We never really threatened, and it was just a go through the motions fifteen point loss. Yeah, I can tell you, I woke up a little late, uh, and when I turned it on, it was five minutes of game action, not even that much, maybe three minutes of game action. It was eighteen eight. I was like, that was it. I it was it. done. I mean, yeah, I mean, I sat there and watched the rest of the game from that point on, and. Yeah, I mean, not once did the entire time. The only thing I could think of was, I wonder if we're going to cover, even though I didn't make a bet on the game. We did like, cover. That, that, I, mean, I know we did, and I was, but that was like the only thing I was watching, like because I never once thought we were going to. I never, no, I never had once confidence in one time we were going to make a run. Oh, we we never came close. No. They, they they were never once threatened. Um, Mike James had a nice run to end the game. I think he scored 15 straight points by himself to finish with 21, which is great for a stat line, but you know that I mean, it didn't really do anything for us. We we now officially finished the season without a single road victory, I mean, which also you, boggles your mind. First time we've not won a road game since 1939-40. Not even even 40-41 won a road game. <laughs> we won zero road games, four games for the regular season, four and 27. Solo last place finish in the ACC. It's the first time in the history of our appearances in any conference tournament that we're going to be the bottom seed. It's just, yeah, it was... I mean, it, it tells you anything about, like... Who, how no one cared about this game. Even ESPN, like, 
they call a 30 second timeout to put the, like the, the the bench players in and he's being they like, cut away from the, the guys the kids one shining moment the place is going nuts they missed his layup I, I, and when they did that I said they, they go we call the 30 and like 10 seconds go by and they're like let's take a break and I'm like how are you gonna take a break 10 seconds into a 30 second timeout even for a 30 second commercial like this, they missed the Keith Otto yeah. moment as soon as he did that I thought this isn't gonna make sense and then yeah they, they cut they even cut the commercial off and came back it was the most nuts the building was going the entire game. I was like, what just happened? You know what's weird is I was actually slightly angry. I was like, I want to see the I kid. I too. I want to see the kid in a shot. I mean, I don't even know. I don't know nothing about this kid. But, I mean, you know, who doesn't love a good walk-on Rudy moment? You know, I mean, come on. And, yeah, they kind of went and they showed the replay, but still. We had Zan in the game. I was like, this is. <laughs> we had Zan in there. Uh, Ellis Miles' kid was in there. We had Clash of the Titans. And Devin Reeve, I think, was playing at that point. I was like, this is what I want to see. This is this is the part of the game that I'm the most interested in. Now, speaking of uh, interested, you also over the weekend, did you notice what happened? Well, that's a very, very broad question. Despite a very close attempt, Cal did fall short at the Beeb. Oh, I did, I did not pay attention to 69, that. 69, giggity, 66. Oh, thank God. So we... so But they still have now that they have Washington State on Wednesday. They play the early Pac-12 game. Yes, which is like 5.30 early. <laughs> but I mean the first day is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's only, I think, two games on the first day. Now, their other meetings with Washington State was a 15-point loss at at Wazoo. And then they lost by six at home just to like earlier this week. Oh, back. I feel good about this. So they got three wins. We need So they're three and twenty eight. We're four and twenty. So we're a full win ahead of them in the conference. Oh, yeah. In, in the, the, the loser standings. Now on Ken Palm, where are they? They are they're two sixty two. We're still below them on Ken Palm. Who cares? We don't count Ken Palm anymore. Two sixty two. We are You know we only count Ken Palm when it helps us. We're right? two eighty four. And the net I know they're ahead of us. But well, we're, I think we're both in the 300s. On yeah, that. but we we only we only bring those up when they they, they are to our benefit. They on, on the net rankings they are they're 310. Oh my god, they're 310. We're 311. Oh, there's so much on the line. We're one win, or I mean, we're like one six point loss away from jumping cow in the net rankings. Six point loss. <laughs> if we can just cover the the analytic spread. For the BC game on Tuesday, we set the bar so damn low. Well, yeah, we're, we're talking about: Are we better than a three and twenty-eight Cal team? Yes, we have one more win. We're one game ahead of Stonehill in the Northeast Conference. Even though, yes, they do have probably better wins than us, which is sad. When they only have three. We're one spot ahead of a team in its first season as a member of D one. That's who is that? Stonehill. I didn't know Stonehill was a D one school. That's what I said. It's their first year. I know. I mean, I didn't know they. Yeah. We're one spot ahead of them in the conference standings. At least we're ahead of them, right? I mean, in the net rankings. Just kill me. What's their record? Um, they have like 13 wins, I think. They, already know they are 13 and 17. Everyone has 13 wins. It's like. the NEC. They played a lot of D2 schools. <laughs> well, I mean. <sighs> well. <laughs> Trust me. That doesn't guarantee a win. <laughs> we're going to finish ahead of Cal. Also, Eastern Michigan officially not in the MAC tournament. So they're set at eight wins. Which means the stage is set for this week. If Louisville makes a run to Saturday in the conference championship game, you at the very least get to keep your $500. If they win the conference tournament, you're $500 richer. Well, we'll find out because I think I'm going to see if Scoot's, com- maybe Scoot's coming up here on Wednesday. How is he? And then we're going to know whether he's collecting or he's being waiting. The Both the DraftKings and the Bet Online odds. For the ACC tournament, would you care to venture a guess as to what they have Louisville? <laughs> Plus five, 50,000. Where, where, what odds to one do you think they are to win the tournament? Oh, 50,000 to one. Well, no. <laughs> not, not, 
They're not going to give you 50,000 to 1 odds to win a conference tournament. I would. <laughs> we are 500 to 1. That's it? Which is easily, easily oh, the longest. You, you make him hand over fist cash, people. Be be realistic. 50,000. I mean, people would definitely wager, wager on that. Five games in five days for 50. Yeah, it's free money for because we're not going to go anywhere. 500 to 1 is still a hefty. They, they are the longest odds of any team in a power conference to win their conference tournament. So if I bet 100 bucks, I'd win what? I don't know. A lot. <laughs> Come on, you would you're the one that has the Bellarmine education. You should be able to do this in math. Not math. Not math. Uh we are to, to put that in perspective, the women's team is hundred to one to win the NCA tournament, and we are five hundred to one to win the ACC tournament in men's basketball. It's uh it's it's all it's all sad. But the cards they're set for the four thirty tip off tomorrow against Boston College, the fifteen seed versus the ten seed. If Louisville wins fifty grand. Against Boston College, they will play North Carolina, who is maybe the biggest team of intrigue this week in Greensboro in the 7-15 game, which would be 7 o'clock on Wednesday night. I think that there's – I say this earnestly. I think there's a legit chance that Louisville could win tomorrow. I do. I don't think BC is very good. I think you've got that weird thing where we've been focusing on the tournament primarily for like a month and a half because we we knew we've been so bad, whereas BC – they're kind of, you know, they've had some ups and downs. They won eight games in the conference. They played better recently. They have. I, I, I don't. I'm not predicting a victory, but I think we have a chance to win. Well, if we did win the game, though, I think we would lose to North Carolina by like 30. Because Carolina's going to come out. They're going to try hard. They're going to. <laughs> I think Carolina is going to do the thing where they get everybody back, like interested. They're going to win this game. They're probably going to beat Virginia in the quarterfinals. People will be like, "Here we go! I told you, they're finally hitting their stride." And they're going to bleep the bed in the semifinals. Like they will, this team every time that they have a big thing to play for, every time that you think that they have a moment that they can rise to, they just fall flat on their face, as they did Saturday night against Duke. But I think in that first game against us or BC, they're just going to roll. So it's not, it's not a great draw for us. But let's be real, there's not a good draw that's out there for us. It's not possible to have a good draw when you are two and eighteen in a conference. It's kind of hard to. I mean, I agree with you at Boston College. I mean. I, I mean, I, again, from watching West play at Boston College last time, I mean, we're just, they have. We're, we're only not, down two with three minutes. I mean, they're, they're not heads and shoulders above us in terms of talent. I mean, they're right at the same level, if not, give or take, you know, depending. Now, the problem is, is that are we able to contain the big, the, you know, no. Chris Dudley kid? I'm going to go ahead and answer your question. Post. Yeah, I mean, the answer is no, Trevor. He manhandled us last time, and that's what I'm worried about is he's going to manhandle us again. And, with that, with us having to try to double team him in certain situations, they're going to get open shots. Not that we have to, you know, double team someone to give someone an open shot, but I'm just, yeah. I, I again, I'm Randy Quaid, Major League Two. I have no confidence, and I'm not seeing Wild Thing coming through the tunnel with his with his jacket back on anytime soon. No, I mean it, it's a lot of references there. I know that, but people tune in. <laughs> There's so much talk about us getting better, and, and you know the improvements we've shown, and then. Yeah, we end the season the last two weeks, the last four games, 17-point loss, 16-point loss, 17-point loss, 15-point loss. And it bears repeating, this is the worst the ACC has been since we've been in this conference, by far. Not, It's not close. And we are last place and not competitive down the stretch against teams that are, you know, like Duke and Virginia are tournament teams. Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech are not. No. And they're not, I mean, even Duke and Virginia, they're, these are weakened versions of themselves in recent years. And we're not remotely competitive with them. It's, yeah, did Virginia just lose like two out of three going in our game? Virginia been they've been down, yeah. but we. I mean, I, I'm stating the obvious here. We have a long, 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 long way to go if we're going to get back to being 
competitive, nationally relevant in the relatively near future, which, look, that's the big draw right now. And maybe it's starting in 28 hours. We may, you know, we're gonna, we, we've are gonna we already kind of started roster watch. Transfers are, are hitting the portal now. Some of these, these teams that have lost in the smaller conference tournaments, you're already hearing some of their better players. Uh, I think VMI had a, a guy who averaged 16 points per game who entered the transfer portal was going to get a lot of attention. Is he a guard? He's a guard. That's all I wanted to hear. We're going to start hearing some names out there. We're going to start hearing some debate out there about who we might contact, who would be a good fit. We're also going to start hearing some names about, I think, guys from our roster who may be into the portal or maybe say definitively that they're going to come back. And yeah, I think L. Ellis is the one that you're not going to hear about for a while because he'll go through the process. He'll do the the workouts. He'll you know he'll he'll, he'll wait till the deadline to announce what his his next move is. But from some of the younger guys, like you'll hear pretty like Mike James maybe comes out after the loss tomorrow or Wednesday and says like I'm coming back. I want to be a Cardinal or says I'm I'm ready to go somewhere else. You just it, it's going to start happening relatively quickly and. I think people are excited to flip the page from this to just the hope for the future because hope springs eternal in the spring and, and the summer. And here's hoping we can piece together a roster that gets people excited about these next few months because it's uh it's it's been a while since we've been excited about anything. Probably, <laughs> I'm probably asked this question maybe before, but uh, let's just yeah, maybe a more modern answer for bleeps and giggles. Uh, we lose tomorrow. First player to announce he's in the transfer portal leaving Louisville. Just, I know this is just a guess for the record, so don't go to the message. Um, Roosevelt Wheeler. I still stick with Withers for some reason. It could be. I, I, Wheeler, I, think Wheeler, just, I don't think guessing. Wheeler will be far behind, but yeah, I, I agree, yeah. So that's just, I don't know why that's the same still is stuck in my crawl in terms of which one's going to come out right away. Real quick, because we got like a minute left here before we go to break, and we can flip the conversation in the next hour. I don't want to talk. We don't need to talk the more about the text machine yet. But the, we haven't hit the text machine yet. The ACC bracket. I don't know if you've have you glanced at it. Do you see anything that you like? I haven't. I haven't really glanced at it. To be well, honest, just give me overarching after watching this conference, after watching all these teams wallop on us to a varying degrees. <laughs> which team has walloped on us in that a way that makes you think part. that they're going to win this conference tournament? Who do you feel the most confident about in Greensboro this week? See, I feel like Miami's most talented, but the defense worries me. Same. Um. I kind of feel like this is going to be Duke's tournament. I was going to say Duke and North Carolina again. I mean, it's just Duke I, is actually the betting favorite, which is surprising. Yeah, to me a which because they're what their third or fourth in the they're the four seed. Yeah. Also, Duke today came out. Have you seen the the tweet that they put out there from their official account? They put out something along the lines of twenty three wins, Duke record for a first year head coach. They held twenty seven of thirty one opponents below their scoring average. They went undefeated at home, and they were one quote. We consider this matter closed away from being the ACC co-champs. That's, of course, a reference to the non-foul call at the end of the Virginia game where the league put out a statement and then said, we consider this matter close, which I love the audacity of Duke to play the persecuted here. The long, the off-tortured Blue Devils finally punching back against the big, bad ACC that has hammered them down and not had their backs for all these decades. Get out of my face. Stop. Stop with this. Stop. I mean, you have no idea how hard it is being Duke. You don't know how it feels. I mean, you don't know how it feels. The, the, the. You can only take so much before you finally hit back. I mean, constantly just being just looked down on, the, the persecution, the, the ridicule, the lack of respect. Do you remember that bully video from Australia that went viral like 15 years ago where that like big, huge, fat kid like picked up that little skinny kid that was punching him and like slammed him down? No, but I kind of want to watch it. <laughs> it, it. It's a good watch. It makes you feel good. You're ha- you're happy that the kid did it. But it became this whole narrative of, you know, this kid Casey. 
he's bullied all all this time and finally fought back. I'm like, he's got like a hundred pounds on this kid. It's a lot <laughs> easier to fight back when you're in that situation than it is if you're the if things were reversed and the, the, the kid the bigger kid was bullying the little kid. Like that's you know, I, I applaud him for finally fighting back. But it's easier said than done when you've got like this is Duke doing trying to do the same thing where it's like we're finally punched. I'm like you're Duke, shut up, you're gonna be okay. If you don't, who who could be your dark horse in this tournament? Um, I mean, Does North Carolina count as one being a seven seed. Yeah, I, I mean not I mean, really, I, but they're, they're like the fourth betting choice or the yeah, third I was betting choice. Say, yeah, I, I think that everyone's expecting North Carolina to make a run, which means leads me to believe that they're not going to make the title game. Maybe not, not 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 named Louisville, by the way. Like Carson. I think the bottom half of this bracket sucks. Like the very the, the bottom fourth is the clearly the the weakest part of the bracket. So whoever comes out of that title game to the title game, like honestly, if you told me Clemson's going to win two games, like that's that's it's like a Cinderella run. I to was me. thinking it's Clemson and Pittsburgh, even though they're like same. They, 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 they be, to me they are considered be considered dark horses still though. I can see NC State making. I think right now I haven't filled out a bracket yet, but if you're asking me to pick a title game, I might go. Duke NC State. I think I see, or like I can see Virginia Tech. That's my pick. Virginia Tech can make a run. They yeah. won this thing last year. They've underachieved all year long. They have a lot of players back from that team that won the tournament a year ago. I can see them beating Notre Dame, beating NC State, like upsetting North Carolina or something. I can see them playing their way into the quarters of the semis and, and making a little bit of a run here. I don't know their path off the top of my head because I haven't seen the bracket, but I mean, the, our first opponent, I, I, Boston College, has been a little hot lately. I mean, they've and they they finished season winning like three out of four, other than the loss to Georgia Tech. They beat you know Virginia and Pittsburgh, I think, in that group or Florida State. I can't remember who all they beat in that little run. But and then they didn't they didn't they go like triple overtime with Vautech last year in the tournament? Uh, I don't know, but they, they did. They made a run last year. Yeah, they, they did end their regular season with a home loss to Georgia Tech by eight. Well, I mean, yeah. Passner is the Prince of March. <laughs> all right, let's go to break. When we come back, we'll hit up the text line. We'll talk a little women's hoops. We'll also talk some baseball. Big weekend for both those squads. Yeah, they went to back-to-back overtimes last year and lost to Miami in the third round. There you go. Double overtime. Yeah. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton text line. Hour number two on the way next. Keep it locked right here on 1450 The Big X. Mike Rutherford Show here on a Monday, March 6th. Should be the happiest time in the world. By the way, happy birthday to my little sister who I know is not listening, but I love you, Kate. 
Happy birthday to you. Support you like my family supports me. She always, I mean, in her defense, her birthday was constantly overshadowed by Selection Sunday when she was growing up because we always had it, like her birthday party for our family was always the Sunday of Selection Sunday. And so we would like do presents cake and we would make sure that it was around the selection show, which was easily the bigger draw because she's the one girl. I've got two older brothers, a lot of males in the family. So a lot of basketball attention in our house and poor Katie just, Worst possible time for her birthday to be. Sucks. Sorry, Katie. <laughs> it is. It's fine. It makes you feel better. No one no one in the house was going to be watching Selection Sunday this year. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's all you, Katie. If only she could have taken this, like, <laughs> taken it back in time, like, 25 like years ago. the last ago. Few years have been, like, her best birthday parties in life history. <laughs> People Pre- paid attention. Pretty they much. even got my name right on the cake. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sex Line. We'll take some text uh, from you guys before we shift the conversation into uh, some other stuff. There's some general college basketball things to get to. Also, I do want to talk about the women's tournament over the weekend. Cards coming up just short of an ACC title, but still, I think, some positives going into the big dance. The Saturday Notre Dame game felt good, though. Right? It felt great. I mean, Beat them down. That was, just, that, was, that was a beat down and a half. Texture says, I'm more annoyed at Nolan's tweets and attitudes about everything. He's flippant and goofing around about almost every controversy. You kind of lose being able to get cute when you only win four games. Yeah, he has been. He is pretty brass on on Twitter. Supposedly, he yeah. went after your boy. He and Keith got into it. Yeah. He's got. I mean, he's, he's gone at the fans several times this year, which I mean, we've said on the show before. Like, maybe if you're having a historically bad season, just <laughs> you know, maybe maybe not the time. Maybe just cut it short. But I mean, I I mean, it hasn't happened. Like. He's kind of the only one, though. I mean, KP's not active. And KP doesn't do his own Twitter. There's no way. Um, I'd be shocked, yeah. Danny Manning, it kind of seems it's just... Like, There's no way Manning does his own Manning's Twitter. ready to be anywhere but here, it seems like. Josh Jameson, I think people are wondering if he exists. Nolan Smith is maybe a little bit too visible for some people. Um, but, I did. I mean, no one did post, a, I guess, a video of his Adidas shoes on today and put them on Twitter just saying, like, have, have a blessed day and all that stuff. But... Did he like focus on the shoes? Oh yeah, I mean it's it, he was doing. Well, that's it. just being stupid. On he was part. doing the troll thing. I he mean, was, that's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's punching back at people who are criticizing him. But I mean, it's like it's not even like a a weird Chris. It's part of your contract. Like I, I don't know. Honestly, I just want to tell him to grow up. You just, I think you just did. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just don't. I mean, that's just. I mean, you, you want to try to get away wearing some Nikes on, on the coach's show, and maybe some people make crap about it. Just let it go and just. Why, why continue to poke the bear? I don't it know. makes no sense at all. Tick said, I was really excited when we hired Nolan Smith, but the antics are getting old. It's just a big problem with reading the room. I think that's my big thing. It's just the the lack of awareness. It's it's fine to do the whole, like, just wait. You guys are going to look dumb. We're going to be fantastic. We're going to be fantastic. But until you actually start showing that, maybe just you know, stop with the brash stuff. Like that's, And I think that that goes, I mean, to quote L. Ellis, it's kind of hard to talk back to people when you're two and nineteen or whatever we were when he made that quote. Like that's yeah, I mean he's showing more self awareness than I think the coaches have at some points this year. But what's, what's just ironic is it was L. Ellis who did the whole dunk and he did do the. We won yeah. that game though. I mean it was it was our third win. We won that game. Oh, was that third or fourth win? That was our fourth one. That was, that was our Clemson. fourth. Yeah, okay. Because that was the game like the you know, the, the Clemson kid. Hunter Tyson to to uh, Mike James like he goes a three and twenty three and twenty and Mike James just holds up a big four he's like yeah. four now <laughs> Texas says I think it's because <clears throat> excuse me Texas says I think it's because the coaching is so bad they're constantly throwing players under the bus that it seems literally the very least they could do is support the brand that supports U of L and didn't try to sink us yeah I see you Nike I'm calling you out B word 
Agreed. Texture says, uh, Nolan is still pissed at Adidas for dropping Kanye. Oh. <laughs> I was watching an, an old entourage last night. Kanye was on there. Was he? Yeah, it was. They, they were trying to get to the Cannes Festival, and they couldn't get a plane. And in typical entourage fashion, they were about to be stranded, and then Kanye walked in and was like, Hey, I've got a full plane right there. Come on, guys. You can ride with me. Everybody's merry. Simpler times. Yeah. <laughs> when Entourage was on and God, Kanye was part of it. He didn't pull a prank on him that he was going to fly the plane. They were like, huh? And he comes out of the door. He's like, I'm just kidding. We got some old guys here. <laughs> Texas, I don't think Trevor is listening. Well, that's... To what? He's talking like you're in agreement on the shoe thing, but you're saying opposite things. It's sort of surreal to listen to. But if somebody listened to the podcast on... What do you mean? I'm not, what the, the shoe, how are we on the opposite... I, I don't really get that. I think you. I think we're on the same side. Okay. Somebody did listen to Friday's podcast just today, and they were like, "Like, what is Trevor on here? Like, not being able to follow what your Jeff Brom was the coach, not understanding how sugar works." <laughs> okay, the sugar thing. First of all, <laughs> oh, I forgot to send you the picture of what I took a picture today. I don't want. I, do I want to know? Do I want to see this? I feel like this is something I don't. When you say I forgot to send you the picture, it's. It typically sends chills down my spine. Because I was like, oh, I should send this picture. Because uh, he could maybe use it for, for something. Okay. But anyway. uh, I don't know. what I, I don't remember what I was on Friday. I forget. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either. Texas, any chance that you all can look up the points for versus points against on the season? I'm guessing minus 400. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I don't. There's only so much just. What, for the whole, for the. Our point total for the year versus our opponent's point totals for the year. I'm guessing we've lost, I mean, probably 400 seems about right. Maybe like 390. Like points for and points against, you mean? Yes, total points versus the uh, the amount of points that our opponents have scored this year. Like how much are we in the red? Oh, okay. How much have we been outscored by total this year? I mean, I, they, they, if this is a professional sports league, we'd be right there on the standings. But Yeah, well, it's not. <laughs> Texas, in my opinion, the shoe thing is a fairly big deal. The lack of awareness or complete indifference to this matter just gives the vibe of a program with poor direction on top of being 4-27, and 27, of course. I mean, it, I'm with the, the last texture, the kind of the... If you want to believe in your heart of hearts, if you want to have the fan argument about whether or not this is a big deal, I'm fine with it. But the coaches kind of shrugging it off and making fun of it, it seems silly when a lack of attention to detail has plagued this team the entire season, basically the entire time that they've been around here. I mean, everybody said going into the summer, you got to get some guards. They're like, we're going to get some guards. They don't get guards. Then they're like, we don't need guards. And then you very clearly need guards. And little stuff like, and we talked about the lack of just any sort of defensive awareness, lack of understanding of basic defensive principles. The fact that we're the only team. I mean, I've watched a ton of college basketball the last couple of, of weeks for you know, the, the, the freelance work. I think we're the only team that doesn't do the huddle on every whistle. And you know, announcers have brought that up. We, we're just a disorganized mess on the floor. And I know that you know KP's like the players aren't getting the players aren't getting it. Some they have to be told if they're not huddling, like get in their ass about it, like yell at them about it. We're the only team that I see that doesn't do that. And like when you have all that lack of attention to detail, you're going to have a fan base that is understandably concerned about the future of the program. And when you're shrugging off and laughing about little things, that once again you're the only program that's having this issue right now, where you're wearing a the top competitor's brand for official in a. In a at official functions like it's not going to be just shrugged off the way that it would be if you had shown a complete attention to detail over these past nine months 12 months we had the same issue last year with the with the the, the lack of huddling on free throws that's something that's always bugged me because i mean 
you gotta have that. Not guy. just free throws, like any any whistle. Yeah, it, it, it all it all stems to you gotta have that one guy that's gonna be the general that collect everybody. And it's just I feel like we we haven't. I mean, I've seen L try to do it every some now and then, but sometimes even I mean, you gotta have it to where everyone's just gonna do it anyway, and it, it doesn't annoy me. Oh, um, would you like to know how many points we scored this year? Yes, two thousand one hundred and fifty four. And our opponents. 2,243. So not that bad, not, the, not that big of a difference. Just, just short of about 1,000 less, yes. Well, hold on. I don't think that that's... That's 100. I'm sorry, 100 less. I was going to say that that's... that's... 100 less. Uh, I'm surprised it's that close. Is we that have, right? We have committed four, 549 personal fouls. Our opponents have committed 484. We've only lost all of our games by 100 points. There's no way that's right. So I'm looking at for total team and opponent stats for the season. There's no, we've lost nine games by more than 20 points this year. That that's already 100 points right there. There's no way that, that it's that close. So look at we're 230, 235th. The opponents are opponents are 195th. Are you on Sports Reference? I am on Sports Reference. That's, that's why. It's, there's no way that's you right. Sports Reference. So we've lost much. we've lost 17 games by double digits. We've lost nine of those by 20 points. So that's already more than 100 points of a differential. There's no way that it's that close. You just hate sports reference. Well, I hate sports reference because they're wrong. I don't hate them. I'm just I point out that they're wrong all the time. It does say 32 games. Well, we haven't played 32 games. I was yet. thinking the same thing. I want to play 31. We've played 31. Texture says, if you can't do the small things right, like wear Adidas, how oh, are you going last to be able to year, no wonder. How are you going to be able to do the big things right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Are you ready for this year's? Yes. 1,984 points. Hey, 1984. Okay. Opponent scored. 2,345. So it is about, it's close to 400. I think it's closer like, to 400. I think it's yeah. about 350, which is what I was, uh, yeah. That's, I don't know why I had it on last year for some reason. Well, I don't know why you do have the things you do. <laughs> that, but you owe an apology to Sports Reference. Well, yeah, but not not really. Yeah, that's because you thought they were wrong, and, and well, they, the numbers that you gave me were wrong. It turns out it's well, your they fault. were they were right. They were for right. They were just wrong for this year, right for last year. I don't no. I don't, you gave me wrong information. <laughs> Sorry, you're wrong. No, Colonel Sanders, you're wrong. <laughs> Texas, Nolan and KP both have worked in huge programs. This Nike thing is just amateur hour. This would not fly at Duke or UK. It shouldn't fly at U of L. I've heard stories of coaches at small schools being made to change clothes at official events. That absolutely does happen. These coaches should be wearing Adidas without thinking twice. If you can't do the small things right, like wear Adidas, how are you going to be able to do the big things right? I, I mean, again, it sounds petty well, when you're talking about stuff like this, but I, I agree with all of it. It's not like the smallest thing in the world. I wish that we could just shrug it off, but like, this has never been an issue with any other. Like, Patino always wore all Adidas stuff, and I'm sure that he didn't, you know, wasn't a big Adidas guy until he got the contract. Like, the football program coaches have never gotten in trouble for wearing Nike stuff. This is just a men's basketball thing, which would be a whole lot easier to try and shrug off. If they weren't four and twenty-seven, <laughs> always got to come back to that four and twenty-seven, don't you? It speaks pretty loudly. <laughs> you never, you're not going to let it go, are you? Now I can think of his almost famous. We're like, it's just a shirt. It speaks pretty loudly. I mean, <clears throat> they are all in the background. Don't bother me. I'm just one of the faceless guys in the background. I, I work as hard as anyone does in this band. I find someone who's not getting it up, and I get them all. And I get them to 27 losses. <laughs> Texas is so Nolan Smith is gone after the season, right? The dude shows a complete lack of maturity, and he has all season. I don't think he is. I, think, I don't think he is either. I think he's definitely here. I think Jameson and, and Manning are the top two options to be gone after the season. 
I, I can see Manning leaving on his own accord. I can see Jamison. I see Jamison being let go and Manning, air quote, leaving on his own. Yeah, I mean, I, Manning just strikes me as somebody who's, he's been a head coach for the better part of the last decade and a half. This is a weird situation for him. It's clearly not going well. I don't think that he's all that into being here, but maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? You want to hear something weird? Here's a great 420, uh, three trending names right now. Okay. Seth Rogen, April O'Neil, and Derrick Henry. There you go. Love it. Three obscure names. I mean, I know why Derrick Henry's trending. I'm curious why April O'Neil's trending. Texas says, if you're a Tom Petty fan, make it a point to see Mike Campbell and the Dirty Knobs. He was Tom's guitar player. I saw him at Bourbon and Beyond, and they were great. He opened with Running Down a Dream. Even Also did Even the Losers, Listen to Her Heart, and Refugee. Well, that's cool. Good songs. There you go. Um, Texas says, would you rather be Purdue and start out hot but end up as low as a three seed, like or, well, this is a UK text, or like UK and start out slow but get hot towards the end of the year and get up to a four or five seed? Did you Purdue? Fall into a three seed level. I mean, I'm I not, think they'll be a two seed. I would yeah, I was gonna say I thought they were still one two level, but I think they're. I mean, they're they're the number one seed for the Big Ten tournament. Okay, yeah. Which, which by the way, Northwestern's the two seed for that tournament, which is crazy. Yeah, but the difference between Northwestern and like the six team is like one game. Here's what this is my bold prediction for Purdue. I, I think they're going to. I think they win the Big Ten tournament, and all these people like you and I who have been kind of watching them play for the last month and a half and being like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they really got it. A lot of those people are going to be like, told you. Here comes Purdue. They're going to go back to being a trendy Final Four pick, and they're going to slip up in the, in the second round of the Sweet 16. I think that's what's going to happen. I think they, I think they, they fool a lot of people by playing really well this week in the Big Ten tournament, I and then they that. they fall on their face in the I mean they conference and national tournament. They've clearly won you know what ninety five percent of the games they played in the conference already this year. So why not? But to answer the question, I'd rather be the team that's playing well at the end of the year of and, and is a slightly lower seed than a team that's been slipping. That's my and I hate that it's UK, but they are playing pretty well. They are. I, I concur. Texture says, How long after we lose until Nolan Smith gets fired? He's not gonna get fired. I don't think he's gonna he's, I mean, he's doing the same thing that Kenny Bain's been doing this whole year. So he, the only thing is like he's just more like brash about it when it gets called out. Like he's calling people back out. Texas, I got my hair cut this morning and the small talk between the barbers was egregious. I used to, again, when I would get my hair cut. I hate. I, I dreaded it just because of the small talk. I did too. I didn't want to talk to these people. I want, and, and it, then you feel weird when like you're both just like staring at the mirror quietly. Like you feel like you need to say something. It was always terrible. It's also worse. Like I don't know. Because I know you noticed. I, I, you have you haven't brought it up. But you noticed I probably got my hair cut recently, and I hate it. I brought it up. Did you? I hate it. I hate this. I, I didn't like it. You had clean shaven last week. Yeah, I almost clean shaven, but I got the haircut. I mean, she didn't cut it very long. Like I. I she she left it too long and like it's parted. I, I mean, I, I look like someone who like a lesbian who walks in like in two thousand one. Like I just don't like the way I just don't like this haircut. I want to like shave it all off. I can see that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I like the one lesbian that survived the fire. It's like, what I, I can see some some young lady walking into a barber in two thousand two and be like, "Give me that." <laughs> I mean, I'm on my way to Lilith Fair. So I mean, that's, I don't I don't like it. But I like I didn't know. I mean, what do you say? Like, like this 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 person can just just like be like, and just like shave it all. Like just do me dirty. Yeah, um, I always feel uncomfortable too. Like when you're done with like, how's everything? I'm always I'm always like good. Thing. good. Yeah, but like part of me wants to like leave and go like down the street to the next barbershop and like, can you fix this mess? I got a complete botched like, haircut when I was in high school. I hate this haircut. I would do the thing where it was like you know I, I would say like. 
a two or a three on the sides and then just like the clippers up top. That's And that's kind of what I meant, yeah. And so I said that, and she did like the clippers all around, all the way on top, and just left my bangs, which I believe is called a Fern Creek fade in the business. <laughs> and I didn't have, like, at that point, like, I looked at it and she, I was like, oh, God. And I wanted to be like, just go ahead and shave it all off at this point. But I was, I mean, I'm, I'm like 16, 17 when this happens. And I, I'm such a, a pansy in this situation. Like, not only do I say that it's fine, I tip her the same oh, way I, I would. Oh, I too, yeah. It's like, and I leave just like with my, I'm like, I'm just going to go home and just chop these bangs off, I guess. Like, I went to school the next day. I was like, here we go. I mean, school's worse, but like now, I mean, because now I'm like, I don't really care. I mean, yeah, it's true. It's yeah, like, now, you, I mean, I see you. And like, yeah, and my, I mean, my, but like. You, know, my, you and Mary have to live with me. The face's not it. even even on the side. I'm like, I'm not even an expert at barbers. And like, anyone, I didn't want to say. She was kind of an older lady, and it was late. It was like a half an hour before they were closing, and I just, I don't know. I feel like I got like the D team when it comes to like the level. Yeah, well. and I, I don't want to put them under the bus where I went. But apparently, Seth Rogen is producing a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and the trailer dropped today, which is why those people are trending. Well, at least two of those three. Well, I some of the pictures of April O'Neil I've seen on when I clicked her name were wowzer. I don't know if that has anything to do with what Seth Rogen's doing or not, but. Wowzer. <laughs> I mean, it looked like something. <laughs> Texas small talk of the dentist is actually worse. Small talk of the dentist annoys me. Small talk of the dentist when he's got a thing in your mouth. Well, it annoys me that the, the, like the attendee or whoever, the assistant, like she always talks to me and my mouth is like open and I've got like water in it. Like I can yeah. never respond. So I'm like, oh, 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 oh. Like I've, I've and it, it always happens. I don't, I don't know how. I guess they feel weird not saying anything when they're doing the teeth cleaning. But like, you know, I can't respond with anything other than an, approving or disapproving grunt that's all i've got it's, I, it's terrible I, i've gotten because i have had dentists that were have been talkative and i usually just do the thumbs up or thumbs down with them and they'll be like say something like so how's this i'm like well yeah if, if it's about the thing but like they'll be talking about like my kids and stuff and i'm like <laughs> what do you think we're doing right now where is where is the most awkward thing to have small talk about? i think it's dentist i mean it's impossible i don't know the masseuse still feels more awkward yeah, masseuse is just annoying. But it's but it is kind of awkward too. Like you're you're getting they're rubbing your body down. They're like, you want to talk about like the Cardinals backcourt situation? I mean, Texas, do we just learn that Trevor paid for a happy in <laughs> Vegas? Don't don't answer that. <laughs> Texas, you wouldn't be like Costanza when he had a guy masseuse. No, I would be a little weirded. Does that make me like homophobic or something? No, not necessarily. I mean, I just think it'd be. I mean, it would be it'd be weird. I don't have an issue with it. I don't think I would have an issue. If I paid for it and it was like, this is your only choice, I'm like, okay. Texas says, I'm patiently waiting for Mike to say the lights are flickering again and then for the power to go out immediately after. That was a great moment on Friday. Almost as good the second time when it, <laughs> they flickered again. And you were like, you're like, I don't want to be my last sentence. And then like, it went off like right after you got that out. Texas, the massage talk got weird. It did. Thank you, Trevor. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why? Thank you, me. Why me? Because you brought up paying for four massages of well, a you paid for sort. your massage this weekend yeah but you made you you're like oh you just don't pay for like the massage i'm just ready for it to get to well, the end being honest well i know but that you made it weird <laughs> how's that weird come on people be prudes <laughs> Texas, with you all being on the air during the storm last week i thought about how you all would respond to being live during a national emergency like 9-11 or the cuban missile crisis now i want aliens to land during the show just to hear the insanity by the way, I do love the two. You would not, there are a lot of situations where I just can't trust you. Those two random moments in time to pull, like the Cuban, 
Like 9-11's one, but like the Cuban Missile Crisis. Cuban Missile Crisis, we'd just be like, well, I don't... Not sure what's happening. Can't wait here. to be born in 17 years. <laughs> yeah, those are very different situations to respond to. But I wouldn't. I would just have to like send you. We have to just turn your mic off. Oh come on, it'd be that bad. Yes, it would. Where were you? Where were you on 9/11? I was junior high school. Where I was on my. I actually was awake and saw the the, the second plane hit. I, I had to work at Green Tree Mall that morning, so I just happened to wake up when everything was going on. Is we, I mean, we don't have to do the whole where were you on no. 9-11 thing. I think we did that. I think Gary was doing the show this year on 9-11 because I know we had that conversation. But Probably. it was just it was so weird, like not having because like nope, cell phones weren't everywhere at that no, point in time. No, so like no, far from information was so hard to come by. Like we didn't in, at Trinity they didn't turn the TVs on to watch the news until like after lunch. So it was all just like word. There were all these crazy rumors flying around. Like nobody knew exactly what was going on. It was just just signs of a totally different time. They closed them all like ten minutes after opening it. Sent everybody home. Jeez. Uh, Texas says, if you were to set the over-under at 0.5 for commitments from Flowers and Evans, what would you take? Over. I mean, I think that... Oh, okay, 0.5 is in, okay. Basically, are we going to get at least one of those two guys? Okay, I got you. It sounds like we're in a really good spot for Dennis Evans. I know that the the predictions keep coming in from people who cover recruiting for a living that he's going to come to Louisville. Um, So I feel good about that. Again, I don't have inside info, but those people... Typically, I know we've been burned sometimes, but it, it, like even with DJ Wagner, it wasn't as overwhelmingly one-sided with the predictions as it has been with this kid. So I feel good about that just for that reason alone. And then it sounds like we've got a, certainly a puncher's chance for Trenton Flowers. It sounds like we're in the top three there. So yeah, I would take the over. Um, I'd be cautiously taking the over, but I, I, w- I would take the over right now. I'd lean the over as well. Uh, Scooter Dingus texted in. Scooter, what up? Said there was a pretty big volleyball tournament in town this week as well. I know uh, uh, Troy was talking about his daughter was playing a okay. big volleyball tournament. Troy almost got thrown out, apparently. He was very angry to call. They got screwed. They lost. They, they almost got thrown out for yelling at the refs or the, uh, I guess, is, are they the line judge, line yeah. judge, yeah. The umpire, chair umpire. Chair Texas, what are your realistic expectations for the baseball team this year? Well, after this weekend, very high. Mega Domo. Yeah. I mean, that's an expectation on a, on a year-by-year basis, isn't it, though? Pretty much. I mean, especially this year, though. When you're preseason top 10 like we were in most polls, I think that you feel you brought, we brought back a lot from a team that went to the Super Regionals last year and was competitive against AM. and I, I think that they this is a College World Series team. Scoots probably had a very roller coaster weekend. Uh, he had IU with a great win against Michigan last night. I don't know if you got to watch that game. Trace, I did. Trace Jackson Davis and, and Dickerson just looked well, it was a fun matchup to watch. It was. Then it got ugly at the end. It, it did. Not yeah. a work of art at the end. No, uh, but Ray uh, Thomas Thompson missed like seventeen free throws in I a row. What his dad was the all-time leading rusher. At I didn't either. They showed him in the crowd like three times. Uh, now in a he row. got passed by the the kid this year, Abraham Muhammad. Oh, he did. Yeah. They, they kept. They said he was the active. They said he was active, and then that's why I looked it up, and I was like, he actually got passed. He's like a hundred yards short now. I love that you fact checked the CBS. Well, because I was like, I, I had no idea who he was. I was like, how do I not? I mean, yeah, and his son goes Nick Anderson on the free throw line, but uh, then the the lady Hoosiers, they just the Hoosiers, I guess. Still, I don't yeah. Know. Anyway. Um, they blew a 24 point lead in the Big Ten tournament. To Kevin Clark, yeah. So that was tough. It was. A, it was. A, I texted Scoots, the bag you can be. So after the ladies lost, I texted him. I was like, male, female, gender, be damned. Hoosiers are going to choke in the postseason. And like, so sound like Bill Walton right there. <laughs> thank you. And so of course, I, but you know, fair play. He texts me back after Louisville lost to the Virginia Tech. He's like, women, men. Gender be damned. The cards are going <laughs> to choke in the puff. Like, 
It's not a joke if you have no expectations. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, hey, first of all, we were the lower seed against Ma Tech, okay? They were lower three, we were four, but yeah, touche, buddy. Touche. Texas says Josh Jameson kind of looks like Chris Klanakis before he got hit in the face with a shuffle. <laughs> I thought little Nicky's the one that got hit in the face with a shuffle. Josh Jameson does. I, I've been. It, I've been trying to figure out who he reminds me of, and I think that that's the answer. He does remind me of Chris Klonakis. Why do I? I know the name, but I can't put a face. He's a UL football coach. Oh, okay. recently. I'll say okay. That's where I've heard it from. Texas, the most awkward small talk is prostate exam. There's no easy way to break that ice. <laughs> Never been there, but I'll let you know when I get the the. the, the we're, we're coming up on that age or whatever. Texas. <laughs> Texas. Trevor getting his traveling massage booked in person while watching the volleyball tourney this weekend. There's two thoughts for you. The Cowboy soundbite reminds me of the Family Guy episode where Brian and Stewie go Howard Stern on their highbrow radio show. Well, we've never been on a highbrow radio show. Secondly, I just reminisced on the 2010 Big East tournament. That feels like 40 years ago. Well, the 2010 Big East tournament, we lost the first game. So that was the Edgar Sosa, Jerry Smith team. We, we had just won the last game at Freedom Hall, and then we got beat by Lance Stevenson in Cincinnati. So maybe you're thinking 2012. I'm trying to think. What was the other? What do you compare the uh, the oh the, the lowbrow Brian and uh, Stewie show? Fun sounds. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't he play the line from Philadelphia? Philadelphia yeah. Like, was supposed I to swear be, to God, I thought that was food fight. fight. Yeah. <laughs> Texas, I actually see Nolan and Manning leaving on their own. I don't know where. I, I mean, I can see Manning doing it. Nolan, like, I think you mean like I feel like we're alone on this island that we don't think Nolan is as gone as everyone else does. I don't. I mean. I guess maybe because he acts like he doesn't like it here because he's always fighting with the fans and all that stuff. But, I mean, Nolan, like, his, he's got a family. They were very excited to be back here, back in town, surrounded by, you know, Nolan's family. That They clearly have roots here. Like, I don't think that he's gone. Like, I, I think that he's in for the long – I think as long as Kenny Payne is here, I think he's here. I think they're kind of a package deal. Again, I could totally be wrong. Maybe Nolan Smith sees himself as a guy who had a promising – upward career trajectory just 12 months ago and then now it's kind of been derailed by this season maybe he doesn't want to you know go down with this burning ship if he see but I don't think he sees it that way I, I think that he genuinely thinks that this thing's going to get turned around and he's going to be a big part of that I I don't think he's going anywhere but I've been wrong many many times before where on one hand I'm with the consensus that there's going to be some change made to this coaching staff underneath Kenny Payne on the other though is I mean what what if it, like, he just wipes out the whole staff I mean, how, does that can, can that make cry. you feel any more comfortable going into next year? There's nothing he can do outside of getting big time players and winning games that's going to make people feel comfortable. I, I think if you keep the same staff, people will kind of say whatever. If you get rid of everybody in the staff, I think people are going to kind of say whatever. I think staff changes are everybody knows what they are. They're just a lot of times rearranging chairs in the Titanic. It's always the first sign that things may be going horribly wrong. When you have guys leaving on their own and you're getting new coaches, then there's some general intrigue. But if it's just, we had a terrible year, all these guys are gone, I think people will be like, cool, you're going to have to prove it on the court, though. And if you get rid of one or two guys, the reaction's going to be the same. And honestly, if you keep all three guys, the reaction's going to kind of be the same. I, I just think it, people are more interested in the roster for next year and then actually coming out and seeing them play. Um, Texter says, hey, watch it. Purdue's got my Silver Creek boy, Trey Kaufman Wren. Well, they do have yeah, Silver Creek legacy there. We love, you know, I love the creek. Also getting the big kid that, that broke the backboard. Who? 
Brown. Oh, the one that we looked at the video. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Uh, take a break. Coach's son. I don't even know his name. I forget. When we come back, we'll talk a little women's basketball. We'll also talk about the baseball team. Big weekends for both, and then a couple of general men's college basketball thoughts as well. 502-414-1450 for your text. Keep it locked right here. Mike Rutherford Show continues next on 1450 The Big X. Baby, break down. Go ahead. Give it to me. Break down. Honey, take me through the night. Be good again, so bad. Like, I, I don't care who the coach is. I don't care. Like, we have, relevant, maybe. I mean, we're playing. We're, we're about to play in the first day of the conference tournament for the second straight year. Something that we never thought we would have to go through. We're about to be the lowest possible seed in the conference tournament for the first time in program history. This has never happened before. I, we're just we're so far away from like being right in the middle of this thing, which is the most exciting time of the year to be in Louisville. It just it, it depresses me. I hate it so much. I don't care. How it has to happen, I don't care who's in charge when it happens. I just want it to happen as soon as possible. I can't take much more of this. This is just, it's eating all of our collective souls. Great band. <sighs> Slowly but surely. It's, I mean, December, right? And hell, like, I'll say this too. It's not, if you want to go take it back past like the most two recent years of, of atrociousness, it's annoying to me still. We've not won multiple games in the ACC tournament since we joined this conference. 2014-15, we're coming up on a decade here. We've never played in the semifinals. We've never played a Friday night game. We've never won more than one game in this tournament. It, like, we went from... I mean, with somebody, like 14, 15, 16, 17. One of the years we were banned, right? 16. 16, yeah. 15, we got beaten in our... We are the four seed. We got beaten our first game by uh, by North Carolina. Seven, 16, we were banned. 17, we were the four seed again. Got beaten our first game by Duke. Duke, yeah, I remember 18 that was one. the pageant year. We beat Florida State, lost to Virginia. Duke was on the middle of the day, too, if I remember right, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, we went on the radio afterwards. Both yeah. our, the fir- our first two years that we played in the tournament, we lost the team that went up wound up winning the thing. I think our first three seasons, because then we lost to Virginia in 18. They went up, wound up winning it. 19, uh, we lost to North Carolina after winning. We beat Notre Dame, who was the bottom seed, lost to North Carolina. 20, we were 20. We would have made a run. We were going to play Syracuse, who we had destroyed earlier in the year in the quarterfinals. We just really tell ourselves. Well, we would, I, if it had been anybody besides Syracuse, like, I think we would have beaten Syracuse. We would have at least played in the semifinals. So 20, we're out. And you can't prove us wrong, people. 21, we lose to Duke. Then they have to cancel because they get COVID. Uh, and then last year, we beat. Whoever we beat in the first game, who did we beat? Um, Georgia Tech, and then we lose to Virginia. We've never won more than than one game. Does, and, does the Duke cancellation that counts as a win, right? No, they beat us, and then they canceled. They lost. They, oh, that's they, right. that's they had to forfeit after that's they played what it was. us. That's right. So they, right. I yeah. Forgot, yeah, they 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 got COVID. They waited to get COVID just long enough to knock us out of the NCAA tournament by beating us. If they hadn't, 
if they'd gotten COVID a day earlier, we'd probably make the NCAA tournament, and Chris Mack is probably still our head coach, which is a crazy thing to think about, but you can't let your mind go to those places because you'll just drive yourself insane. But speaking of, I mean, think about the run that we had been in when we made the move to the ACC. 9 win the Big East tournament. 2010, we get bounced in our first game by, by Cincy. 2011, make it to the Big East title game, lose to UConn in a great game. 2012, win the Big East tournament. 2013, win the Big East tournament. 2014, win the American tournament. We had played in the conference tournament championship game five times in six years before joining the ACC, and now we haven't even been to a semifinal. It's been... It's been too long. We've got to get this thing figured out before all of us just wind up going insane, which may have already happened. That may be... I've been there, yeah. Yeah, you may... I mean, if you listen to the radio show, you're like, what show have you been doing for the last year and a half? You guys, This has been insane. This is pure insanity. Um, Let's talk about something that's not insane. The women's team over the weekend, we were on the air for their win on Friday, an impressive victory to get things going. Saturday, they played Notre Dame, trying to beat a team that had knocked them off twice in the regular season. I know Olivia Miles did not play for Notre Dame, but still, the fact that we whomped them. I mean, that's an understatement. We, we, knew about, we almost won by 40, right? We ended up being a 34-point final score. Yeah, they scored some late on us, but it was it might as well have been 40. It, I mean, it was a we almost held them to the fewest points of any team in the history of that tournament. The record was, uh, the final was 64-38, to 38, so we beat them by 26. The, the record had been 37 points for any team. And they scored a couple of late points in the fourth quarter when the game was over to to not have the fewest points in ACC women's tournament history, which was good for them. Congrats. And then we go on to play in the title game and lose to Virginia Tech, who just could not miss early on. And then, you know, I, I don't think, I think Walt said the team came out with a lack of attention to detail defensively. They let Virginia Tech build that lead. And then when they started playing better in the second half, it was a little bit too late. But still... They helped themselves over the weekend, getting two wins. Oh, I mean, they beat Miami, who's a, a fine team, and then knocked off Notre Dame, who's going to be a top three seed in the NCAA tournament. Losing The big thing that hurt about losing to Virginia Tech was if you win that game, you've got a very solid chance of being a top four seed, which means we could get first and second round games at the KFC Yum Center. I think losing that game probably means that you're not going to get up to that four line unless they just, you know, they're like, we're going to screw up. We want to have Louisville hosting games. It's good for us, so let's just go ahead and put them on the, the, the four line. Bracketology okay with that. It would be great. Bracketology for ESPN currently has Louisville as a five seed, but on the way up. They have them playing a South Dakota State team that I think beat us this year already. I know South Dakota State's a good pro. I know we've played them recently, but South Dakota State, that would be a dangerous 5-12 matchup. If you're looking ahead, Louisville would be uh, taking on the four seed Texas probably in the second round. This would all be in the Stanford Regional. They would play those... They would have to play Texas in Austin, which would be annoying, but got to do what you got to do if you're not a top four seed. But I thought the women still, despite the disappointment of losing in the championship game, they helped themselves this weekend. And they continue the process of having like a light bulb clicking moment over the past month and a half. They have not, since that loss to Wake Forest, it was Wake who they beat um, on, on Friday, not, not Miami. Since losing that game to Wake Forest, they seem they've only lost to Notre Dame twice and now Virginia Tech. They've lost to the three losses have been to good teams. And we lost Virginia Tech twice this year, though, didn't we? We did, but I'm, I'm talking about just in the last. Yeah, month. I know, I'm just pointing out. Yeah, VT is good, and Notre Dame with Miles healthy, especially, is certainly a top tier team in women's basketball. They may not make a, a run to a regional final. They may not make a run to a final four, 
but they at least have made that a possibility, which did not seem like it was going to happen a couple of months ago. It just seemed like they were going to go through the motions and maybe be like an 8-9 seed that loses in the first round. They've at least given themselves the best possible chance of making a run. Moving Mikasa Robinson to point, I think, changed things. Haley Van Lith has been a totally different player the last few weeks than she had been for most of the season. You're finally getting the, the front court playing a little bit better. Olivia Cochran had a fantastic game against Notre Dame and against Wake Forest, too. So, like, I'm excited about the run that they could possibly make. I don't think it's a Final Four team. I don't think it's, it's probably not going to be a national title team. But they've given themselves the best possible opportunity to have a memorable march, which is all we can ask for. I still believe in a run, uh, even if you don't. Okay. Did you get distracted by someone on the phone? No, Patrick's texting. Uh, what, I didn't get a text from Patrick. Well, he's texting you, not me. Yeah, you're not, you're not on the text anymore. We're texting about you. Uh, <laughs> see the picture I sent you, by the way? I did, of your new grapes. I got six pounds of grapes at the house. It's a lot of grapes. It's a lot of grapes. Did you eat more grapes this weekend? I didn't. I was going to do it. Maybe have some tonight, though. I can see you buying all those grapes and just not eating any of them. <laughs> just having them completely go to waste. That's a lot of grapes. Just six pounds of grapes just wasting away in your kitchen fridge. <laughs> I haven't put them in the fridge yet, actually. I need to. Yeah, you should probably do that. Yeah. Because six pounds of grapes is a lot of grapes. You and I got to wash them, too, first, don't I? You have to eat them pretty fast. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Is, 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 is that, like, a, a given? that like Because that was something, like, I just remember Grandma. Like, when she'd get grapes, like, the, like, I'd, like ooh, grapes. And she's like, nope, you got to wait till I wash them first. Like, is that is like, grapes the only food that you have to wash before you eat it? <laughs> no. I think all fruit you're supposed to wash. <laughs> I mean, like... Like who gets a burger? Like I gotta scrub it clean. <laughs> well, no, but fruit, yeah. Why fruit? I don't know. It's been sitting out. People have been touching it. I, I guess. I mean, do people like manhandle the, the grapes before they, without buying them? Sometimes. On a, do people like randomly go to the grocery store? Like pesticides? Like feeling up? Ooh, grapes! Feeling up on them and stuff. I mean, feel free not to wash them. Go for it. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't wear. I always throw a shirt on it when I, a new shirt without washing it too, which is something you don't agree with. What do you mean? Like I, I'll buy a, if I buy a shirt and it comes in the mail, like ooh, cool new shirt, and I'll just throw it on and wear it right then. And well, there. that's not. I don't think that's because it's like it's gonna hurt you. I just, they're too scratchy for me. I always oh, wash them before oh. I wear. Yeah, it's more of a comfort. Like, what are you wearing? A George Washington? Is that... George Washington University? Is that what that is? Basketball. Okay. It's it's a George Washington, the president dribbling a basketball. I'm, I'm fully aware yeah. of who that is. <laughs> they are the, I think the the five seat in the A ten tournament this week, I believe. Do you wash your fruit? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Those people at Paul's are pretty handsy, aren't they? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I used to not. Now I've gotten in the habit of doing it. I think because I, I do it for the kids, and now I'm always just like, yeah, I'll just do it for me too. I mean, in fairness though, these grapes did come in like a package though, so maybe they haven't been handled as much as you know somebody other grapes have. You're probably okay. <laughs> do whatever you want. I'm just picturing. That's your mom. I'm just picturing this guy in the. Produce department, nice, nice cantaloupe. Just feeling up the cantaloupe. Some dudes probably put his wang all over your grapes. Just letting you know. <laughs> Eat them. Go for it. <laughs> Hope you're happy. Wang uh, grape. Yeah, I am worried about the sugar. <laughs> okay. Uh, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of good news, we're excited about the women's uh, basketball team. They'll find out their fate this weekend. When the selection show happens, the baseball team, they go to Houston. They play at uh, Astros Minute Maid Park. They play at the Astros Stadium. They play three games against top-tier competition. Destroy three teams. Blast Texas A&M on Friday. Hold on for a 3-2 win over TCU on Saturday. And then hammer Michigan 10 to nothing. Ruled them. Run-ruled them. Run-ruled them. They swept the Shriners Classic. They are the champions of the Shriners. 
Shriners love them. The Masons love them. Everybody loves Louisville. The Cards are now 10-1 and on the season. A just dominant performance. Carson Liggett, uh, seven shutout innings over the weekend, allowed just one hit in a complete game effort. He was rewarded by being named the ACC Pitcher of the Week today by the league. Uh, it just a, I think that we were all kind of wondering what we have with these cards. Haven't played really any quality competition up to this point. They dropped the surprising game against Bowling Green in their second series. Now they're playing the best of the best. Kind of de facto road games, your first two, playing A&M and TCU in the state of Texas. But no problem whatsoever. I mean, this team, we got asked on the text line earlier today, your expectations for the baseball program. It feels like an Omaha team. It feels like a College World Series team. It feels like another team that has a shot to get Dan McDonald his first national title. The updated polls, by the way, Baseball America has Louisville at number four. It's where they were last week. College Baseball uh, newspaper has Louisville at number four. Perfect Game has Louisville up one spot to number seven. The Coaches Poll, the USA Today Coaches Poll, has Louisville up from number 10 to number seven. The College Ball, I don't even know what this was, Nat has Louisville at number eight. D1Baseball.com has Louisville at number nine. And the other coaches poll, how many, why, why do we have two coaches poll, is not available yet. So cards are right. One's cons- a pitching coach and one's a batting coach. <laughs> yeah, we've got to get the bench coaches in there <laughs> with their views. Uh, Louisville, the point is Louisville is a consensus top 10 team after their 4-0 week over the weekend. I, I didn't get a chance to watch. I know there were ways to watch online. Uh, I did not check out any of the games, but following along via Twitter and people giving updates there and watching some of the videos the the baseball account posted was super fun. It sounds like they had a could not have gone better in the premier early season event in college baseball. Props to Dan McDonald. I'm excited. I mean, I, I know that we're you know, Kentucky fans are like, well, you're, you're watching baseball now here in March. Yeah, we're four and twenty-seven in men's basketball. We've got this to look forward to for the next few months. It seems like it's going to be another fun April, May, and June following this program. Man, don't get mad at us because your bat cats suck. They do suck. And if they were any good, you'd be doing the same thing. I, I, how much were you watching football getting into the Bats Cats when you were nine-win team, okay? Don't give me that. Well, not at all because they sucked then, too. Oh, uh, yeah. They both suck. At least we have something to fall back on. That's got to be... We only suck at one of them. <laughs> so suck on that. Uh, speaking of telling somebody to suck it, I mean, to run rule a team of like a level of Michigan, that's got to be... It's going to be somewhat embarrassing, right, if you're Michigan? I did like seeing some of the Michigan fans, too, because you know, they're still all pissy about that call at second base in the regional final game because last they're, year. And they're still, yeah, they're a good team, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, they're Michigan. They've been, they've become the kind of the old, what Indiana was in the Big Ten 10 years ago. <clears throat> yeah, right. Where they've become sort of the powerhouse. You expect them to be in the regionals. I mean, they, they damn near knocked us out of the tournament last yeah. year. And we've had a, and they did that same thing. I think it was 2015 where they had the same thing as well. They played in our regional and they, they almost knocked us out. It's a good program, and we destroyed them. We, I mean, we, we destroyed Texas A&M too. I know, but I mean, to, to, like, I don't know. I just I feel like I don't see the run rule called out in in, in college baseball. Like I, I've seen it, I've seen it in the softball, but like in baseball, it's like it's, I feel like it's does it's not as common. And when it is done, you would expect it to be like against, in no disrespect, but like Bellarmine or somebody. Sure, like, like not against a. I mean that's that's like dropping you know, like a thirty point forty point win on a you know in a, in a matchup between two top fifteen teams. Two top they typically teams. don't have run rules in college baseball. Like it's I think it's only for like events like this one. So okay, well maybe because they had maybe that's why because they had three but, games that they had to play. It was based on the schedule. Like typically, like if you can beat a team like twenty one to nothing and nine, they're going to let you play nine innings. Okay, maybe maybe that's why I felt because I was like I thought it was weird. I don't remember hearing run rules in 
college baseball very often. Which makes it more embarrassing. It does. Playing in this big event. I mean, that was uh, that's a flashback to my childhood. I mean, she's just trying to yeah, beat if you the said flight. you got if you said you got run ruled by somebody, it was like the most humbling thing you could say after a game. Like, well, yeah, we got we got run ruled or like run ruled them. And imagine like you know that that's you, Michigan. That's who you are. That's what we did to you. Suck on that. I mean, that's you know, tell that's... a lot of people to suck it today. <laughs> I'm bitter about. Championship week being here. I'm I'm bitter about championship week being here, and that's not being a big part of it. So I'm just lashing out. Accepted that by now, right? I am, but I'm still. It's when it comes here. Yeah, it's still sad. Still makes you sad. I agree. But baseball props, champions of the event. I didn't know that there were champions. I thought I don't know how that that. I didn't know if they did crowned they like a champion. A, did they get a trophy with the little red hat on it? They got a trophy. <laughs> did never a little red hat. I think we should put a banner up. Yum Center. I think we should. Shriners well, Classic Champs. We can't put a banner up at Patterson because we're, we, we're out, of, out of wall space with all our All-Americans now. No, Yum Center. That's where all of our Yum banners Center. go up now. <laughs> Shriners Classic Champions. 3-0. and And in parentheses put Run Ruled Michigan. Run Ruled Michigan. <laughs> and A&M. Did we Run Rule A&M technically? I think we did. I thought they were 10 to 2. I figured the run rule was 10 runs. That's you may right. be right. Yeah. Uh, what inning was that Michigan game called in? The seventh. seventh. We needed one run in the seventh to run rule it, and, and we made it happen. All right. uh, Louisville starting pitchers, we allowed just one run over 20 innings of work against teams that were ranked number 12, number 10, and the Michigan who's not ranked, but like you said, a very good program. Just oh, a yeah. super impressive weekend for the Cards. They'll return to action. They'll play tomorrow against Morehead State. That's an early first pitch. Three o'clock is when that game is going to start, and we'll have that. So the way tomorrow is going to work schedule-wise with multiple sports happening at the same time, I believe 93-9 will have men's basketball. They'll have pregame coverage starting at 3. Mm-hmm. Tip-off is supposed to be 4.30. could be a little bit later depending on how the first game goes there between Georgia Tech and Florida State. On 9.70, our sister station will have baseball. We'll have the, the Louisville-Morehead State game starting at 3 o'clock. I don't think we're going to be on the air because I, I think that we will – we're not going to compete with our partners – over at Learfield uh, with the pregame show and then potentially the last game of the season starting at 4.30. So if we are on the air tomorrow, it will only be from like 2 to 3. We'd have to come on early. And I think we'd have to go to Jeff because they're doing the baseball game yeah, from here. The, a lot of moving pieces. And here. we've got, and of course, 900 also have like the, the men's pregame stuff as well. And then we've also got on our stations tomorrow night, we'll have the 7th region final with Trinity versus uh, Mail. Um, so that'll be happening. We get... All sorts of stuff going on. We're dealing with a lot of serious bleep here. <laughs> another great, another, another great uh, Robert Wool quote from a movie. Uh, candlesticks make a good gift. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, we don't want. I mean, they don't want us to compete with. I mean, listen, Jody, Jody, you, you don't want it. You want us a competition for pregame? Come on, you know better than that. I'm not competing with Jody. <laughs> I would never. I mean, they'd be like, why does no one listen to the pregame? Because they're all listening to the Rutherford show. It's not happening. That's not. They're not even talking about basketball. We know. We know. <laughs> why, why do you think they're over there? Why do you think we're listening to it instead? <laughs> uh, all right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Five o'clock hours up next. We want to hear from you, 502-414-1450. I've got a couple of general college hoops thoughts that have happened today. A couple of coaching Ooh. news, Ooh. pieces of news. Uh, we also want to talk about the situation at Texas Tech. And we, there's one other thing that I want to make fun of Duke about, which is always fun to do. We'll talk about that, and then we'll hear your thoughts on the text line, rehash some of our thoughts from over the weekend as well. It's the 5 o'clock hour. It's coming up next here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X.
Happy Monday to you. This is something I didn't know until recently. What? I always thought Tom Petty debuted in like the 80s. He debuted like 75. I only know it from that that HBO special they did about like Pioneers and Musical was like, I can't remember what it was, but like they had Dr. Dre on in the first episode, yeah. but there was a lot of Tom Petty in it. And like I knew, I found out more about Tom Petty in that documentary than I I had ever known before. It was when I was listening to XM Radio and like when songs came on 70s on 7, I was like, that doesn't make sense. It was like, came out in like 78. I'm like... He was very relevant over three decades primarily. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, uh, the greatest hits album, which did include the, the Mary Jane's Last Dance and then the Wildflowers album, which I think was his last real popular album. That came out in like 94. I was a freshman. Wow. Yeah, he was completely relevant for three decades, which is hard to do. V- very hard to do. And then, I mean, maintain that relevance without bringing in a ton of new material in the 2000s and, and the aughts. Yeah, but I mean, at that point, you've got three decades worth of material. I mean, you don't even have to do new stuff. I mean, Terrific songwriter as well. Um, yeah. But we're just, I'm just now saying the ACC is releasing its individual awards for the men's basketball season. Uh, a Louisville player did not win Conference Player of the Year, if you're wondering. Oh, no. Didn't happen. Um, would you care to venture a guess as to who did win? ACC Player of the Year. Baycott? No. Isaiah Wong of Miami. Okay. Is your ACC Player of the Year. Freshman of the Year, no surprise, Kyle Filipowski from Duke. Yeah, the um, seven-footer, right? Yeah, well, I don't think he's that big. But he's the big kid, yeah, the big white kid. Yeah. The guy who averages a, a double-double, pretty yeah. much. He's been their one consistent performer. He's very good. He, he's been, he played very well against us. Um, we didn't. What? Who didn't? Well, <laughs> fair point. I don't. I haven't seen the the ACC website's not working right now. So the big question, if you're a Louisville fan, I think is going to be if LLS could potentially get up there for maybe third team honors. Uh, I think he's he's a shoe in to get honorable mention. He'll get some votes, but whether or not he makes third team, uh, we'll see. Mike James maybe could get a little bit of love on the freshman team. Um, besides that. Not like I don't think Kenny Payne's winning coach of the year. I don't think that we're what? I don't think that we're on the short list for that. That's probably not going to happen. Who do you think is going to win? They haven't announced uh, that I've seen. Who do you think wins ACC coach of the year? Um, if not Larinaga, I would say honestly, Capel has an argument. Capel has an argument. I think Shire might have an argument. Um, I mean, it comes down to the because that's 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 the, like an age old sports debate too. It's like it's the overachiever award. Yeah, is, is yeah. it the overachiever award or is it you get punished because you were supposed to be good and you were good? Ex- yeah, for sure. I mean, that's it's like the, the chicken and the egg of sports debates. Like it'll never, you're never gonna find anybody that like agreed on both sides. I think just, if I had to guess, I'd probably guess it's going to be Jeff Capel. But I mean, Larinaga would deserve some love. They were, I think, preseason six. They they won the conference. So they oh, shared they it with Virginia. Then, yeah, I mean, which I thought was silly. I mean, you and I, I think I was. I, I know I was high on Miami. I think you were too. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little amazed they were preseason six actually. Yeah, um, I thought they would have been picked like third, maybe behind Duke and NC State or in North Carolina. 
if Clemson hadn't tanked so badly at the end of the year, Brownell would have gotten some love. Instead, he may get fired if they don't make the tournament. Um, <laughs> Poor dude. Kevin Keats might get a little bit of love. Not a whole lot was expected of that team. Now they're yeah. flirting with the NCAA tournament. They finished sixth in the conference. But I think it's it's if it's not Larinaga, it'll be Capel. I'm going to guess that it's, it's Jeff Capel. But That's, it, yeah. it'll be one of those two, for sure. Won't be, it won't be Leonard Hamilton. It won't be KP. No, Reese Beekman is the defensive player of the year. I think this is the second year in a row that he from Virginia has won that award. Um, who we just saw over the weekend. That was fun. <laughs> I, love I mean, there's just there's so little to say about that Virginia game. I kind of when I came in here on Mon- on at the start of the show, like I was excited to talk about the weekend, get into the massage discussion, talk about the women's team making the run to the championship game. Uh, maybe talk a little bit about the tournament this week for the men's team. Just like the overall ACC talk the baseball team doing what they did over the weekend. I kind of forgotten that we played the game on Saturday, to be quite frank, because there was just so little. I mean, I was excited to watch the, the ladies play at noon. And then I, I put the tweet out there. I kind of felt like happy Gilmore when you had to flip over to watch the men play it too. You're like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Putting like you just, it's, it's that element that you just, you forgot you had to go through that. And then you flip over and it's exactly what you feared it was going to be, which was, Virginia leading by 10, 10, damn near the whole game, and just us never really challenging. And that was all there is to really say about that. 15-point loss. Felt like a 15-point loss. Course. That's all i got to say about that. Let's go win Let's go win five games in Greensboro. There it is. That's that's all we've got. Not to, not to go back and to, to, to something else, but okay. trust Tyree Appleby led the ACC in scoring and assists per game. Yeah. He, and he doesn't get player of the year? No, because his team wasn't that good. Who cares? I mean, he was the best individual player, probably statistically. Yeah, but I mean, statistically, like L. Ellis is this. I don't think he's going to be first team All ACC, and he's the second leading scorer. No, but and he's top again, ten in assists. He's be top ten, and he's second. He's not number one in both. Well, I think he's two and six, and he's two in scoring and six in assists. So oh, yeah, he averaged four point four. Appleby averaged six point three. Yeah, he's he's sixth in assists in the league. Oh, he's also second in the steals per game. I'm just saying, like, if you're going by just that, then L. Ellis would be first team All ACC, and he's not going to be first team All ACC. I know. Appleby was first team All ACC, though. And he should be, rightfully so. He's great. And this, I mean, this just goes a D3 transfer. You got to land transfers in this day and age if you want to be competitive. You, you've got to. Appleby was that guy. I mean, I saw the story about Tyler Kolick from, from uh, Marquette, who's potentially going to be the Big East player of the year. He's definitely going to be first team All Big East. He's going to be an All American. Has been so good this season. He's a transfer from George Mason, who was like a good player at George Mason. Hey, we can confirm those do work out. I mean, it, we know they work out. We've just got to go get them now. And, and I'm seeing some people who are like, you don't need those transfers. You got to develop players over long term. You, you got to get, I'm like, you've got to do both. Like, we're seeing this on every major program that's having success right now. You've got to do both. Yes, you need players in your program for multiple seasons who get better from freshman to sophomore and sophomore to junior and develop into really fantastic college players after not doing a whole lot as freshmen. But you also need those immediately impactful transfers in this day and age. You've got to do both. Every team that is competing for national titles right now is doing both of those things. Developing players is like the dial-up internet of of college basketball. No, it's not. It's it's still a big part. No, it's not. It's still an equally big part in this. You've got to have those guys. It's it's equal part for the the smaller schools that we're going to be taking them from. 
No, it's not. I mean, look at Kansas last year. Like, like the best player in the country, Oche Baji, is a four-year player who was nothing as a freshman, developed into a fantastic player, wound up being the MVP of the, the most outstanding player of the Final Four and the Big 12 player of the year. Like, you still have to have those types the of stories. The rest of the team was transfers. No, it wasn't. They only had two transfers well, on that team. Two. Well, then. I mean, the, the, and what's his name from Arizona State came off the bench. Like, he was really good. They don't win the national title without him. But they still had, like, the bulk of that team was guys that had been in the program. You've got, I mean, McCormick was in that program for a long time. Christian Brown was in that program uh, for three years. Remy Martin was a transfer. Jalen Wilson was a, a guy who'd been in that program. He still is in that program now as a third-year player. You've got to have those guys and the impactful transfers. You can't, it's like saying defense wins championships. Defense and offense win championships. You need the developed players. You need the immediately impactful transfers. It's not one or the other. And you're seeing that right now. Every team that is in that top tier competing for the national title has that makeup. It's the way that college basketball is right now. And if we don't Never go out there... All in, you know, homegrown. Well, I mean, Sasser is in... I mean... That's just, he was a, he's been there a long time. Man. He is, but I'm saying, I think he's kind of the only... Kyler Edwards started somewhere else. Uh, he was at Texas Tech for, for four years before transferring in this year. Um, they've got transfers too. The Sheed kid is a transfer. Um, like, they've... Again, like you're not going to find a team that does not have this makeup in this day and age. They all have transfers, and they all have guys that have been in the program for a few years. Like, so for anybody saying, because I'm seeing this argument now, and I don't get it, like that Carly Jones was a bad thing for the program, that like Damian Lee and Trey Lewis were bad things for the program. What are you smoking? You've got. It's not one or the other. You've got to have both. No thoughts. No, I, I, I'm actually going to have to call you BS. She, she and Sasser were, were Houston all the way. I said Sasser was. Yeah, but she was also a Houston freshman. Kyler Edwards is not, though. Okay. I know that for a fact. He's Texas Tech. <laughs> I thought she was from somewhere else, but I could be wrong. Sorry. But again, what, but point stands. Transfers and guys in the program. Again, what, what, that's exactly what I'm saying. Transfers and guys in the program. It's like the, you went from mixing the one and dones with the homegrown to mixing yes, transfers with the homegrown. Exactly. And I mean and mixing one and done with the the veteran talent like only worked kind of twice, right? I mean, Alabama's more of the old school. We're just going to get a bunch of freshmen that are good this year type of uh, cuz I don't think do they have a lot of tra- I don't think they have a lot of transfers on that team. Well, Bama they also don't have a lot of freshmen. Uh, Arkansas is maybe the I mean besides Brandon Miller, like they yeah, well, Brandon Miller's Brandon Miller's the exception to every rule. I mean, Quinterly's the transfer for Bama who just was named six, co-sixth man of the year, which Kentucky fans are all pissed off about. Um, the, the Sears kid was a transfer from Ohio. He played a big role in them upsetting Virginia a couple of years ago in the NCAA tournament. He's, yeah, the four, one, two, three, four. Yeah, five of their six top scores are all freshmen. The well, exception would be Sears. Was Quinlan not one of the top six scorers? Well, he's right behind, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess technically he's at 7.8 this high. I had Bradley ahead of him at 7.3, so I guess technically he is. Yeah. I mean, they're the exception to the rule. With Well, they only have three freshmen on the roster. Bama does. Uh, Miller, Clowney, Bradley, and Griffin. Yeah, that's it. That's more than three. Well, Miller, <laughs> well, who's Miller, Bradley, and Clowney. Yeah, and then Griffin's also a freshman on the team. Griffin's not doing anything, is he? Just under seven points a game. Yeah, yeah whatever. But that's it. <laughs> The other two guys are upperclassmen. Yeah, yeah, Sears. And, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I guess I don't know. I just, I still think. Dude. And who's the, the Burnett? Uh, Amari Burnett's the big transfer that I'm thinking of. 
He was from another kid from Texas Tech. Everybody transferred from Texas Tech. Wow, there's gonna be more from that on that list. Too. Which I want to talk about this this yeah. hour. Which also, I mean, I don't want to get. I, I, I don't know if we can move into it or not. But is it me or is it just the 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 Mark Adams suspension kind of a precursor? We want to fire him now. We have a, we we got to publicly get a reason to we can fire him without paying him. No, because he said racial stuff and he spit on a kid. That's, well, he claimed the spit was just him like yelling at a kid and the spittle came out. And the player said, no, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, no. I, I, to answer your question, no. I, I think that this was, Texas Tech just can't have, can they not hire normal people ever? Well, I remember it was just a few weeks ago I, br- I brought up him being on the hot seat and you said no. No, I didn't. I mean, it's his second year. And like, yeah. he had a good, he had a great first year. And he's, but they, they completely underachieved this year. They have. They were playing better, though, before this all happened. Like, they were starting to to get it right a little bit. They won a few conference games. But they weren't going to fire him just after one down year after he was such a, I mean, a revelation last year. They were so much better than anybody thought they were going to be. And then this happens. It's, yeah, I mean, Texas Tech, whether it's football or basketball, cannot hire normal people. And Mark Adams was supposed to be the exception. Well, he was was also part of that staff, though, too, wasn't he? Right, but he was supposed to be, we hired this nice little old man. He's going to keep the Chris Beard philosophy going without having the Chris Beard off the court stuff. And turns out, no, they just they can't get away. I mean, Mike Leach, RIP, was very much of a, a weird coach in yeah. a more positive way than some of the other ones. He but, got done a little dirty, I thought. He did, for sure. At Texas Tech, there's no question about that. But like every coach that they've had, I mean, yeah, they've had Bob Knight. They had Knight's son. They've had, they, they, they cannot hire normal people to coach their basketball and football programs, even when it seems like they have normal people coaching their basketball and football programs. In fairness with Bob Knight, I mean, they were just they were kind of desperate. For, I mean, at that but point. still, like but the point stands. Just weird, weird-ass people go to Lubbock, Texas to coach uh, football and basketball. The other thing that comes up out of that conversation, I don't know if you've seen this, because you and I— Don't forget Tubby was there. That's true. And He's Billy Glister. Very normal. But Gillespie wasn't at Texas Tech. So I'm looking. He coached there one year with eight and twenty three. Gillespie did. Yeah, as a head coach. Yeah, it says 2011, 2012. God, season. how do I not remember that? I don't remember it either. I'm looking at it though. Because where did he go after he got fired from UK? Was it nowhere? I guess. Well, not as a Division one coach, and then he's been at Tarkins and and then he went to Texas Tech for years. one year and got fired. I've just totally blanked that out he from was my memory. Eight and twenty three that year, one season. I don't remember it either. Wow, and was that? I think. Because he needed, he left basketball for a while there to get help. Yeah, he he replaced Pat Knight, went eight and twenty three, and then Chris Walker came in, won eleven games, and was fired, and they brought in Tubby, and then after Tubby was Chris Beard. So they've had the Knights, Gillespie, Chris Beard, and now Mark Adams. That's a lot of guys with a lot of off the court problems. <laughs> the Adams one, I don't know. I just, I, I'm not saying he, he stood me in trouble, but I just feel like. This is just their precursor of weighing. We don't want to pay you what we probably need to pay you, so we're going to end up getting, we want to fire you to this year, so let's do some public bashing. I don't think so at all. I mean, they, he was not on the hot seat at all. Like, they had a really good year last year, and they've underachieved this year, but, like, not to a crazy degree. It's just the Big 12 is that good. Like, they were— they I mean, were, we don't know. I mean, he could be on the hot seat locally. I don't I don't listen to a lot of Lubbock. Tech, Lubbock he's, yeah, no, I mean, he, he's— Still relatively pot. He was relative. I mean, just look at the reaction to this stuff. Like you're having a lot of Texas Tech fans that are kind of taken up for him and that think this. They were playing well before the losing streak to end. They'd started off 0 and 8 in the Big 12, and then I think they'd won like they'd ripped off like five wins in, in yeah, seven games or something. Just over 500 right now, 
15 and 15. I know, it, but but they again they started 0 and 8 in the Big 12 yeah. and then played a lot better before the end of the regular season and this happened. Um, I, I don't think that he, you, they're not going to fire him after having such a good year last year, but this is yeah, it's a it's a bad deal. It's a it's a tough look for the program. They will lose a lot of players again from the transfer portal. He also had the negative offseason headlines where remember he got into it with Hunter Dickinson because he blocked the transfer for that kid to Michigan. Um, I think it was actually Namari Burnett who we just talked about wanted to go there and he like d- disallowed. It. I remember the blocking thing. Ba- ba- he called out on. basically. I mean, he brought in like an entirely new roster. He called out all the guys that left and was like, it was very hypocritical. He was taking a bunch of transfers, but was also criticizing his guys who were transferring other where. It, it just it felt very strange, and that kind of set the table for maybe he's not the best dude in the world. But the other thing that I wanted to lead into, we discussed when this whole thing happened, whether or not we thought Chris Beard would be coaching next season or if he just sits on the sidelines for a year and waits for a bigger job. And we kind of both agreed the only school that's going to go after him right now would be maybe like an SEC school with not a lot of like, like hey, it, history. It, it, it would be a football-heavy school with, with, no, with, with very little basketball history. And guess who talked to him your today? Your Alabamas, your Arkansas. Your, yeah. Guess who talked to him today? Exactly. Ole Miss. Yeah. Ole Miss was the school. I think we both yeah. said like Ole Miss, Mississippi State would neither, make sense. Either one would make sense, yeah. And Ole Miss had a direct conversation today with Chris Beard. I, if you're Beard... I mean, Ole Miss doesn't care about standards when it comes to football. Exactly. Either. I mean, what's the matter with basketball? If you're Beard, like, it, it's not a bad landing spot considering where you were a month ago or a month and a half ago. But do you take the risk and say, if I hold out for another year, people forget about this a little bit more and maybe... A bigger pro, I kind of feel like this is a good spot for him if Ole Miss really wants him. I mean, it could be. I don't know. It's just a matter if you're Chris Beard. Yeah, it's just do I do I take the chance and wait for a better job? I mean, Ole Miss wouldn't be a bad job. I mean, it's probably listen. If you if you, you can win there, you can win. You can turn Alabama around as quickly as as, as Nate Oates has. Arkansas already had a tradition of basketball, so I'm not going to say for sure turn them around, but. I mean, you can turn Alabama around. Who, I mean, Alabama's claim to fame was other than you know Robert Ory and Latrell Sprewell playing there, and I'm going to the Sweet Sixteen in like '92. That was like their, their highlight of their basketball life. So, if you can do that, you can do it all. Miss. I mean, it's it'd be if anybody could do it. I think Chris Beard's one of those that can bring is can is going to do successful without even having much talent on his roster. Look, if he can win at Texas Tech. Which and he did get kind of lucky at Texas Tech with the two kids we've talked about. But Texas Tech also, besides besides TCU, probably the worst basketball job in the Big Twelve. Not a lot of resources, not a lot of history, not a lot. And he took them. I mean, he almost won a national title there. Yeah. If you can almost win a national title at Texas Tech, you can turn Ole Miss into one of the the four or five best teams in the SEC on a pretty consistent basis. I mean, when I before Chris Beard and did what? what, If I say Texas Tech basketball, what, what did you think of? Um. The run to the Elite Eight in, would that have been 2002? See, I think Marvin Ham breaking the backboard. Th- th- that's the other thing. <laughs> the other yeah. Thing, yeah, Marvin is, which I bought. Darwin Ham, right? Darwin Ham, yeah. And I think that was the same, that was the team that went to Elite Eight, right? I think you're right. They had, um, what's his name, the, the guy Dan Esso nicknamed El Busto. Tony Batty. I think he might have been on that team too. I don't remember, but. Tony Batty was on Texas he, Tech? He was, yeah, he played Texas Tech. Denver took him and then Dan Esso got in trouble for calling him El Busto. <laughs> I was thinking of he might have been later because I think Darvin Ham was like I don't remember when was that run because they beat North Carolina in the second round is all I can really remember. I want to say it was like oh five oh 
four around then. Uh, but they who's the best? They had the, they had some player else who was like fantastic, and I can't remember. It, it, this is one of those things. I ninety five ninety six was the team we're talking about. They went thirty and two. That by the way, that's asterisk next to them. What a shock! Yeah, uh, and they lost in the uh, regional semifinals. They went to Sweet Sixteen. Oh, okay, uh, not late eight. They yeah, beat Northern Illinois, North Carolina. Lost to Georgetown. Um, I mean, uh, Jason Sasser, who was a good ball player. That was their best player technically. What's any relation to the uh, current Sasser Houston? Tony Batie was a sophomore on that team, averaged 10 points, 10 rebounds, and Har- uh, Ham was a senior who averaged 10 points and 5 rebounds. Okay. So they had, th- they had four guys that played in the NBA on that roster. They had some dudes. Yeah, Sasser, I remember being good. Uh, and the other one, I don't remember as well, but Corey Carr apparently played in the NBA as well. I, I feel like there's still somebody I'm forgetting about. That, that, it, that somebody... played at Texas Tech? Yeah, that's coming to my mind that I'm just not. Maybe not on that team. Those, I mean, yeah. I just remember Batie and, and Ham, the other two ones. James Dickey was the coach. James Dickey. I wonder what happened to James Dickey. He got know. replaced by Bobby Knight. Well, he coached to Houston from 11 to 14. There you go. Trip down memory lane here, people. There you go. Yeah, people, nobody cares. Yeah, Texas Tech. This is where we are right now, people. We're talking about Texas Tech basketball history. Well, that's more about us than Five us. o'clock. This is our problem. <laughs> that's an us issue. Uh, but... We'll see what happens with Chris Beard. I think that that's an interesting, interesting situation going on there. And then uh, also what happens with, man, I like that people are talking about, this is a fair point. It's pretty funny that Louisville, Chris Hatfield on Twitter, Louisville and Patino parted ways. And now you look around college basketball, you've got Brandon Miller winning SEC player of the year. You've got Chris Beard being courted by schools like immediately after like a pretty bad incident. It's just like we got raked over the coals for all this stuff, and yet this is all happening in college basketball. No, there's nothing anybody can do about it. I mean, it's just going to continue. It's fine. Don't get me started on, on the way we were treated. We were. I mean, we were. It was bad timing. We we do, we do what we did five years prior, and we don't we don't get it. We don't get it. It's bad timing, and it's also it's the it's subject matter that you can kind of you can joke about. Like it, it's not. People don't. Ha- you can make jokes about strippers in dorms, right? You can make jokes about Patino in the Italian restaurant. You can make jokes about everything that we were involved in. But if you have uh, like rampant sexual assault, like you did with Baylor football, people don't want to talk about that. People don't want to talk about what happened with Ohio State wrestling or what happened at Michigan State or even what happened with Brandon Miller. I think it makes you know, a woman died. It can't make jokes about that. But Louisville, everybody knows what happened at Louisville because it's not only fodder for. It didn't a- help. They were weren't the. It would look like we got like the. Two well, I don't want you don't need to get in that. But you don't have to. It's not only fodder for actual violations that took place, but you can make jokes about it on late night shows. You can make jokes about it on your podcast, and it's it's one of the reasons why I think we got treated differently, and why I think the NCA saw us as such an easy target because not only are we rule breakers and morality breakers and all this stuff, but it's morality that people are comfortable with. There, these were consenting adults. These, these this wasn't a. Something that makes you cringe a little bit, and it's difficult to talk about around the dinner table. But the children. It's be. just yeah, the, the whole. <laughs> Those seventeen-year-old boys were were introduced to sex. The other thing with Chris Beard, the reason why I thought he might take another year off is there have been. I, I don't mind saying this, like this is you can find this. I'm not breaking news. Anymore. There have been stories for a while that he has maybe a, a bit of a problem with alcohol. I mean, he's gotten in trouble now a couple of times, and alcohol was allegedly involved in this situation with his girlfriend slash fiance 
like I thought maybe he would just take a year, get that under control a little bit, because he's not the first head coach who's had a problem with this. We just mentioned Billy Gillespie. You had Andy Kennedy who had an issue that an old miss that he got figured out. Like you thought maybe he would just want to college basketball is so go, 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 go. It's hard for any sort of personal reflection and personal improvement. Maybe that would have been good for him, but it doesn't sound like that's going if he's taking this meeting. It sounds to me like that's probably not going to happen. He's ready to get back in the game as soon as possible. I mean, he has kind of almost taken a year off, hasn't he? I mean, he was like go so early in the season. I mean, when was when did they let him go? I mean, it was back December. December, yeah. I mean, so it's been like three and a half months, take, three yeah. months. So he'll take, he'll take some even if he takes his job, he will have some time off in between, I guess. I guess maybe he also you know he doesn't want to take time off. You know what they say? Idle hands is the devil's play toy. Well, but also like when you have a problem, are you really addressing the problem if you're just doing what you were doing before? which is, I think, part of the issue. But who's to say? Who's to say? I will take a break. Your thoughts, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's tax line. Reminder, download that Refreshing Rewards app. And also a reminder, if you're having heating or air conditioning problems, if you've got power right now, God love you. If you're having heating or air conditioning problems, though, call our friends over at AirServe. 502-785-8600 is the number. Call them today and get a tune-up for as low as $49. And also for a limited time, get up to 60 months, no interest financing, on a qualifying root system, the number over at AirServe again, 502-785-8600. They got technicians available for you 24-7, any hour, any day. They can fix your problem. AirServe, airserve.com slash Louisville is the website. 502-785-8600 is the number. We'll take a break. We'll come back, wrap up the show. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Anniversary or something going on, or uh, you know, I will, honestly, I woke up with the uh, wreck me, wreck me song in my head. Okay. And, uh, also, this, this was the I know this isn't on any top ten for some, but this is one of my top. Ten. I like this song a lot. Very underrated. Well, who? What movie star was in the video? No idea. Johnny Depp. Did not know. He played the title character of the song. I don't think I watched nearly as many music videos growing up as you did. You always have. You always know the videos, and I just. I, don't. I mean, I, I, I did watch. I, I watched a lot of MTV when I was a kid. I watched it for a brief, like when it was like late nineties, when like everybody was watching MTV. That was this, the only time that I think I ever watched videos. This would have been early nineties. I mean, I watched some even the late. Like, I mean, like I'd get up in the morning for school, and like I'd watch like Liquid Television, which would had you know um, the original Beavis and Butt stuff on it, like Rock Baseball. And, um, I remember what was some of the shows Singled Out. Remember that show? Oh yeah. Like when it first came out, like some of the stuff on HBO or HBO on uh, MTV was good. But I like singled out. 
Yeah. It was a fun show. The Chris Ooh. Hardwick. People used to always compare him to my older brother, Oliver. Chris Hardwick, that's a forgotten name, yeah. Jenny yeah. McCarthy. That's where Jenny McCarthy got started. And then Carmen Electra was the one after him. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about Carmen. I, I think I kind of stopped watching about Carmen. I was more of the first couple seasons only. I remember they had an NBA guy, Anthony Peeler, who played for the Lakers, was on it. Really? Yes. I don't remember that at all. This Anthony Peeler. I want to say he played college ball at Missouri. If I could be, I might be wrong, but I'm almost positive he played in Missouri. He was a former first-round draft pick, and he was on singled out. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. By the first team All-ACC is out uh, per the release. Tyree Appleby of Wake Forest, Jamarius Burton of Pitt, Isaiah Wong, who was named Player of the Year for Miami, Hunter Tyson of Clemson, and Armando Baycott of North Carolina are your first team All-ACC performers. I can't find the release because the ACC doesn't think I'm cool enough to send me like releases. I get the Pac-12 releases, but I can't even get the ACC releases. So that you don't get a release. You you get you get news updates anytime Prince Harry smacks a butt. I do. I get nothing from the ACC on anything, <laughs> and their website's not working, so I can't access. Like all the ACC people, like they always have the press release. I get nothing from the ACC. You think there's no coincidence on that. You think they purposely don't send you something? I can tell you every release that Hofstra wants to get out there. I get all the Hofstra <laughs> press releases, but I can't get anything from the ACC. Um, but I don't know. I, I basically just want to know if L. Ellis made the All ACC. That's all I want to know, right? and I can't find it. I, I don't ask for much in this world, do I? We don't. We ask We ask for so little. Just fair officiating and press releases when they're released, and we can't even get that from from the ACC. Cowboy. Cowboy. <laughs> Cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the ACC website where it don't work. Want to see it, Ellis? May 13th. <laughs> Bam, bam, bam. Well, I'm headed to Greensboro to play on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, what are we going to do when the season's over, though? Where will we find our jokes? What, what are we going to do? We'll find out pretty soon. <laughs> we'll find out pretty soon, I think. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sacks line. We'll take some text. We've talked about uh, the Nolan Smith, Kenny Payne, Adidas Gate. We've talked about scandal that rocked the, the world. scandal that rocked the Derby. <laughs> this is what we're talking about in March these days. It's it's not what seed we're going to be. It's not can we win this conference tournament. It's uh it's all this stuff. But uh, somebody has the, the release. They say LLS did not make it. So I'm most surprised he doesn't make at least the third team. Yeah, I I, I thought he had a chance at the third team. I knew he'd get honorable mention. I, I yeah, it's just it's tough to take a player from a two and eighteen player from a two and eighteen team. So. I'm trying to look see who's on the third. I mean, PJ Hall is probably worthy of it. Honorable mention for LLS. There you go. So Clark's probably worthy of it. I don't know Edwards's numbers at Syracuse. Are you are you looking at the team? Yeah. So who's on? Tell me second and third team. Uh, second team is uh, Flapowski, uh, Smith from NC State, uh, Jarkel Joyner, Jordan Miller, and Blake Hinton. Hinson. Okay. Uh, third team is Norchid Omir from Miami, who I don't remember. He's the big guy. He's transferred from Arkansas State. Okay. Uh, P.J. Hall, which I referenced. Clark, I referenced. Uh, Jesse Edwards of Syracuse and Reese Beekman of Virginia. I was assuming Clark is Kia. Yes. <sighs> I guess. I mean, Clark and Hall, I can understand. But, again, I mean. I, I'd have Hall, to, I can understand. Both of those are good seasons. I'd I'm not going to fight, but whatever. I'd have to look up. I mean, I'm sure the other seasons were solid, but I don't know, it does, yeah. Anyways, uh, let's see. 502-414-1450. Is, Texas, is Nolan Smith quiet quitting? No, there's nothing quiet about what he's doing right now. <laughs> Texas, why don't you all talk to friendly dentists? Are you too good for them? Anti-dentites per chance. I don't know if this is a dentist texting us. 
I there's you've got your hands in my mouth. I can't talk is the whole problem. I don't mind talking to you, but you're asking me very open-ended questions while I've got like my I can't form words. All I can do is grunt. And, uh, uh. Well, sometimes it's as intelligent as you'll get out of me. But same. But I, I mean, also I just like I don't know. You're working on your your dentist. Your your kid man. I kind of want you to concentrate. I, I kind of need you to be focused on what you're doing I want right you to now. Drop that pick down my throat. Yeah, and I don't need you to be worrying about like you know what, what you know your kids in the carpool or something. I mean, I, let's let's focus on the job at hand here, people. Texas, can we at least ground Nolan Smith? You know, like take away his social media until he corrects his behavior. It works with my five-year-old and his technology. I mean, Bettina would do it to players. Nolan's like, oh, no, don't ban- don't suspend me for the Boston College game. <laughs> God forbid I have to go to – can't go to Greensboro this week for two days. Uh, Texas says, Mike, I'm so sorry that you're going to have to work through another horrible basketball season again next year. Thank you for that. I don't know about that. It can't be – Who knows? It can't be worse. Texas says the bracketologists have us playing two teams that we already played this season in the first two rounds, which is interesting. Also, the cowards of the AP poll didn't rank us. The coaches' poll is better. Assuming that's talking about the women's team. I can only assume that's what he's talking about. But yeah, we, South Dakota State is our first-round opponent. We would play Texas. We beat Texas. They're the only team we beat in the battle for Atlantis. Uh, we lost to South Dakota State, so that's kind of – it's weird. The 12 seed is the one that beat us. The 4 seed is the one that we beat. But make it All right, revenge. Texas God, Trevor, cooking meat is so much different than washing produce. I don't think Trevor trolls most of the time, but the past two days have been different. If I was, I didn't know I was doing it. What do you mean cooking? I mean, well, you all, I mean, you wash your hands before you handle the meat, right? You don't have to. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. Just smear poop all over that meat. <laughs> I'm going to cook Throw it on the grill. It's going to be What's the matter if my hands are dirty when I'm, I'm, when I'm pressing out the patties? I'm cooking it anyway, right? Yeah. Texas, if we don't win the ACC championship, does that mean that Master P doesn't know what he's talking about? If so, should it affect our view of his opinion going forward? No comment. If, if we win the ACC tournament, then Master P should be – all takes should go to him because he knows everything. Well, I, I need to know, have we had any more progress on episode two of The Truth with, with P and Mike? I think there was always kind of a – this was going to be like the pilot. They are going to – get some sizzle reels out there, see if they can find some advertisers, and then we'll find out. I, I have not heard anything, if that's your question. I don't know when episode two is going to happen. Like you'll hear something on Saturday before it airs. I'm sure they'll let me know 12 hours before I'm yeah. ready for it, and then we will we'll get going. Texas says most fruits and vegetables should be washed because of the pesticides sprayed on them. That's what I said. Well, I mean, first of all, why are we spraying pesticides on them? Well, that's a different topic for a different day. I know. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> Texas, I'm really excited about this baseball season. The hitting is really there. It seems like the pitching is too, but I want to see some more outings. I mean, remember how? Remember la- the hitting was there last year. The issue was we couldn't find any starting pitching. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, and this year, I mean, our starters just mowed down what should be three of the better lineups they're going to face this season in Houston. I know it's early, but that's a very, very good early sign. I think the Ryan Hawks has been really good so far as the Friday starter. Again, it's early. We were young in the pitching staff last year too, were we? Not? We were, and we we had a. Great bullpen. The bullpen kind of kept us alive in the postseason, but the starters, we just we didn't have that dominant Friday starter that we've had in years past, and we didn't have a consistent Saturday or Sunday starter. And that was what was our huge Achilles heel the entire season. It doesn't look like that's going to be a problem this year, but again, it's very early. Texas, I drove down to Houston Saturday morning from Dallas after I heard the announcers say that Dan challenged the fans to attend. It's my first it was the first U of L event that my nine month old attended. Congrats. That's awesome. Very well done. That's awesome over I got a couple pictures from a couple people. I've heard Houston's fun. I've only been in the airport, though. I've never been there. 
I got a couple uh, emails from of pictures from people who'd gone there. It seemed like, I mean, again, the Cardinal fans who were there were not as large as the Texas fan base contingent, but they were proud. Yeah. They, they were happy. They had a good time. Yeah, we had more than Michigan. Is the question. I would. I think we had more than Michigan. Okay, but TCU I mean, and not having more teams. Well, that's understandable. Yeah, for sure. Texture says, "I'm more impressed. Were you more impressed with the hitting or pitching last weekend? Pitching. We just kind of touched on it. I yeah, think I I mean, both were great, but the pitching, like to hold a And M to two runs, TCU to two runs, and then to blank Michigan on Sunday. That's a hell of a sign for the future. Yeah, last year those scores were like ten to six and ten to eight. Somebody sent in a a sign for poop squad pet waste removal and just said, "Here you go, Trevor. Trevor famously does not pick up poop after his four dogs in the backyards, and uh, somebody can help you with that." I was driving behind somebody last night on the expressway, and it was like it was like a little like uh, I took a picture of it, but uh, it was like a little like a carriage, like you know, in the back of the car, uh, being carried trailed by the the truck, uh-huh. and it was covered up like very loosely by like a tarp, and it was like like an old it looked like it was old wood and on the back in in, in like paint like spl- on red spray paint it said El Toxico. <laughs> 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 I just. I took a picture and I said to my buddy, I was like, this is Spanish for the Toxico. <laughs> but I mean, I'm, I was a little worried though, riding behind him, like, what's in there? And why is the tarp that's being held over it, like, just flying around in the air right now? It's just, I was a little nervous. That's hilarious. <laughs> Texas, your arch nemesis, Matt Jones, says Patino will be at St. John's. Well, first of all, Matt's not my arch nemesis. Second of all, I it's certainly possible. Do you have an arch nemesis? Uh, Dan Dockage, probably. <laughs> Um, That's, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I think staffers. I think there's a chance for sure. If I, I think that there's, I think UCF, people say USF, Georgetown, and St. John's are all in play. If you're ranking the order of likelihood, I put it behind Georgetown and UCF. I, I don't do with Georgetown because these Mike Bray rumors are getting hotter and heavier. I think there's a solid chance that Georgetown's going to hire Mike Bray, which would clearly make the Patino thing. You put them lower on the totem pole. I think St. John's is possible. I don't think it's a done deal by any stretch right now. I don't either. And I, I just, I, not that Southport and Central Florida, I could, I can see where the enticement is, but I don't know. I just feel like when I hear their name linked to possible Tino rumors, it reminds me of like, I, I almost dismiss it to level like when, when he, before he came to Louisville, it was like, he might go to Michigan. He might go to UNLV. And I'm like, yeah, he's not going to Michigan or UNLV people. Come on. I mean, there's no way. Although you he apparently wanted a, to. You know, being a pirate in Charlie Spoonauer anyway, I think. I think he said he, because he was going to go to Michigan and he didn't like that they put him on hold for a call. And then, because he, he didn't want to go back to Kentucky. He didn't want to be in the state. But his wife didn't want to go to Vegas. Joanne liked, liked the state of Kentucky. She did not like Las Vegas. And, I still stand out. I can't see him taking a job west of Mississippi still. I just don't, I, 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 I have to see it to believe it. It'd be, it, it would feel weird. I mean, he's, yeah, he's never come. I, mean, but I can sure. see him coach like, he wanted the UCLA job. I know that. And a lot of people at UCLA wanted him to get it, but they got shot down. I mean, I guess that is one job I could see him possibly looking at. But, yeah, other than that, I just don't – he just doesn't seem like the type of guy that would do it. Which is why I kind of – that's kind of the same way I look at that in South Florida. Like, I feel like St. John's or Georgetown just seem too perfect like we were. Yeah. Texas says Billy Gillespie beat us in the first round of the tournament at Rupp when he was at A&M. The next year he was the new coach at Kentucky. It was the second round of the tournament. Second round, yeah. But that is correct. missed the shot. Yeah, we beat Stanford that year in the first round bad. Oh, yeah, crushed them. The Lopez twins, yep. and then Sosa played the game of his life, but then missed two free throws late and then missed the shot of the ball. I was in Rupp. Yep. That's, I, I, that's why I hate it. I tried to go that game. I couldn't get a ticket. I ended up having to watch it at the bar like next to the stadium. I was so pissed. 
That sucks. Yeah, it's very upset. Texas, I saw that the Avalanche lost the Kraken last night. They did. 3-2. Yeah, Kraken, OT. Baby. I get a Kraken-lacking up in there in Seattle. This is Trevor. I hope you're wearing the shirt today and rub it in, in Mike's face. No, he's, oh, he's rocking Fly Eagles Fly. Yeah, I got the Fly Eagles Fly. I almost grabbed the crack. Okay. Oh, this person was at the game. He sends, he sends in a picture from the, awesome. the arena. Were cool. they in Seattle or Colorado? Seattle. Even better. Nice. Do they play in the Key Arena, I wonder? I'm not sure. I'm assuming the Key Arena is still open. Not sure. Maybe. <laughs> they have to get going a little bit here. I actually stayed at a, but when I went to Seattle, when I went to the Seahawks game, um, our, our hotel was right across here from the Key Arena, which was at the time being not used. How come? Because the Sonics already left. Oh. I guess the well, women's team was there. I mean, they may have had a WNBA team. I don't remember. I, I take it back. It was in Colorado. Sorry. Okay. My apologies okay. to Texas. <clears throat> from TJ? He's in Colorado. It was not. Texas says, I always thought Gorgie was wiping his face after Patino sprayed it rather than saying it. Oh, the gif of him laughing. I think he's just laughing at Patino cussing. That's my take on that, that yep. gift. Texas, any news on Jason Rivera Torres, 2023 three-star that apparently KP is high on? He's a point guard. I've got nothing for you there. <laughs> He's got a cool name. I've got nothing for you there. Jason Rivera Torres. I feel like he's making that up, though. Is he the oh, is he the kid that I did see? The He's like number 103 in the class. I saw that we were, he's got us like on a, a list of four, and a lot of people were saying, like, you know, KP's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. If he doesn't get him... <clears throat> people are like, how are you losing to TCU or whoever for this kid? I don't think that's him. Rivera Torres, I'm looking at right now, his profile, I mean, this is, he's 176 in the class. He's three stars. His top offer looks like it's from Florida Atlantic and George Washington, whose shirt I'm wearing right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, if he's high on him, yeah, you know, he's a 6'6 six, six guard. This seems like a Fabio Basile type situation, though, but. I don't know. That's that's the only info I can give you. I know I we think. only got a few minutes left on how many takes, but thoughts on the John Morant case. I mean, what are you doing, Ja? Like, <laughs> I like it. He 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 flashed a gun. And he's getting spinning. Brandon Miller's still playing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's silly on both accounts for sure. Yeah. Texture says, um, "Oh, here, thank you for sending all the the all ACC teams. I appreciate you all." Texas, do you think it's fair that Gonzaga and St. Mary's get a quadruple dot buy in the WCC tourney? I don't like it selfishly because it's less basketball, it's less chance mayhem, which is why I like March. I understand fully why leagues do this. You want to, especially leagues like that, you want to protect your best teams. I think it's a little silly that the West Coast Conference specifically does it because Gonzaga and St. Mary's in most years are going to be in the field regardless. They're going to be at large bids. You don't need to re- protect them as much as as the league does. You don't need to make it as hard as you, as you do for teams like Santa Clara and Pepperdine and, and, and San Francisco and BYU. But like they went away from that for four years. I think it was 2015 to 2019. They went away from the quadruple buy. They played a standard single buy for, I think, the top four seeds. And guess what happened? Gonzaga and St. Mary's played in the title game every single year. Gonzaga's yeah. played in that title game 20 consecutive seasons. I'm not surprised one day. Like It doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. Like I, I think it's silly. I understand, though, if you're a league like... like So last night in the Big Sky, Eastern Washington was 16-2. and They had an 18-game winning streak at one point in the season. Mm-hmm. They get beat at the buzzer by 9-seed Northern Arizona. Your whole season, boom, gone. And if they maybe advanced them straight to the semis, advanced them straight to the title game, maybe that wouldn't have happened. Um, I mean... I- I like the the Oral Roberts coach kind of went on a, a rant earlier this week where he's like, you know, 
we're the only team in college basketball that ran the table in conference play. We went 18-0, dominated this league, won it by seven full games. And now we have to go to South Dakota to play our conference tournament where the South Dakota State fans, the North Dakota fans, and the North Dakota State fans, like they're going to have a huge advantage when it comes to crowd. It's insanely cold. Our players can't do anything but go to the hotel. And we also have to win the exact same number of games in the exact same number of days as the team that finished seventh place in this conference. We got to win three games in three days. South Dakota, who finished seventh, they've got to win three games in three days. It seems a little bit unfair, but that's kind of it's life at those programs, though. I mean, Kentucky went undefeated in 2015, and guess what? They didn't. They didn't. They didn't get advanced. They had to win the same amount of games as Kansas City, Missouri would have had if they had, you know, as a 16 seed. I mean, well, know, that's a little bit different. I'm just saying you can't. You, the regular season's great, but I mean, if, if the teams, if your league has got enough teams to where you, you know, I mean, if it works, the math works out to where you have, you know, buys like. You know the Big Ten or AC does, and that's fine. But if you don't have, to, if you've got the right amount of teams, no, I'm not going to give you a quadruple buy just because you. Well, I'm talking about we're not, this is a specific small conference conversation where you're talking about you know, everything is is geared towards being the one team from your league that can make the NCAA tournament. If you're clearly the best team for four months, it's it, it seems kind of it, it does seem unfair that you get put in the exact same spot as the team that was like the sixth best for four months, but. That's the way. It's, not all conferences do that. The Ohio Valley also does the the quadruple buy for top two seeds. Not necessarily in the same position. You get to wear your home jerseys because you're the higher seed. And there you go. You get that advantage. <laughs> get to rock that white. Texas said I must have missed something. What is Nolan Lowley doing? We don't have time to get back into yeah, it. I'm sorry. Just Twitter search it. Yeah. You can find it. <laughs> Texas says, you know how entertaining it would be if you take the story and script from Cocaine Bear, but instead just make it Cocaine Treff. <laughs> Hilarious. It's your real life. I've heard good things about Cocaine Bear. I definitely want to watch it. It seems inter- it sounds like it's entertaining. It's just stupid enough, but also self-aware enough to, to make it worthwhile. I've, I've heard very violent, very entertaining. I will, I will watch it when it's on a streaming site. I may, even, I'm, I may even pay for the rental on, on the streaming site, but I'm, I'm away for the streaming site. Same. I don't know. I don't can't remember. I can't tell you the next time I'll go to a theater. I haven't been years. I mean, it's been like, wow, this is like 2019. Man. Yeah, I think you was like uh, Star Wars. Star Wars Born was the last movie I saw in theater. Yeah. And mine, I think, was uh, once. No, I think it was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Roush. And I think it might have been one of my last ones. It's kind of about the same timeline. It was like yeah. 2020, 2019. I feel like there's one I've gone to since and I'm drawing a blank on. But if I can run up such a blank, that's not a good sign for the movie in general. <laughs> I remember we saw. Uh, what was the movie? With Sandra Bullock, where she's in space, gravity, gravity. We Still saw never that because everyone's like, "You have to see it in theaters." And saw it in theaters. I was like, "Yeah, kind of cool." But whatever. I mean, with big screen TVs today, I mean, does, does theaters really need? I mean, I guess so. I mean, but also, if it's a movie that has to be determined on a theater, I don't know if I, how much I really want to watch that. I, I think that's a fair point. Yeah. Texas, did Trevor just call a trailer a carriage? I think he, I believe he did. <laughs> what, wait, what, I, <laughs> I think you said you 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 saved yourself and said trailer at the very end. I believe. Did I call it a you did call it a carrot. It's I, like a wooden. It was like a wooden box. You know. We like, knew what you were talking about. We I'll knew what you the meant. Picture later. <laughs> Texas, I always thought that Mark Summers was your nemesis. That may be a better one. Oh no, no, uh, Dockage is probably number. Dockage, Summers. You both, have a lot of mortal enemies, don't you? Both bigger enemies of mine than Matt Jones. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't even think I wouldn't even consider Matt an enemy. People used to always pit us against each other. We very rarely. That was probably more because of Ramsey's hatred with them. I think. No, this but... was a no. It was because the the two websites. I think for a while, like oh. like we had the big website and he had the big website, and we kind of people like loved it when we went head to head. It happened very rarely, but we've never 
We've never hated each other as much as people wanted us to hate each other. We don't hate each other at all. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't think it's anybody that's my moral MA that, that actually knows me. Like I said, Carl Shepherds is probably up there. You know, Terrell Owens. Like nobody who I consider more MA even knows that, even who I am. Restaurants not on DoorDash. Yes. <laughs> that's the, the Sonic that made me wait an hour before I <laughs> got so mad I'm boycotting him still to this day. <laughs> the ex girlfriend who wanted you to dig up dead bodies. She's not even on the list. Okay. <laughs> Texas, I'm celebrating the end of season tomorrow night with me, the Muse concert in Columbus. Will podcast Trevor be there too? I don't think I don't think Danny knows what Muse is. It's a band, right? Yeah. I, I figured that out when he said concert. Concert. Yeah, no. I, I, I don't think Danny will be there. He could I feel be. Like I heard I have heard that name before, but I just can't tell you anything they've done. Who knows? He might be there tonight. Okay. I don't know. It's a this is the calm before the storm when it comes to major conference tournaments tomorrow. I know the the ACC obviously gets underway. The A10 gets underway. I think a couple of the other ones have early early games. But tonight's still a fun night for the smaller conference tournaments. I think we have two bids going out. And then also Gonzaga and St. Mary's, as previously mentioned, will play their semifinal games, which is great for, look, if you're a night owl, Gonzaga, San Francisco is probably going to tip off around midnight on nice. ESPN2. BYU, St. Mary's at 9 o'clock. Nice. I, I'm looking more forward to that game. This game, BYU's been bad this year, but they've played well in the tournament so far. So could be kind of fun tonight. Didn't Gonzaga smoke San Francisco when they played them earlier? San Francisco's, yeah. They're rebounding after being really good last year. They'll, they should have beaten them the first game, but they got hammered the second time. That are, that's the one I remember. Yeah. <laughs> My buddy who works in the USF department sent me a video of the line of Gonzaga fans waiting to get into that the the Las Vegas gym an hour before their women's game earlier today. It's like the whole, he walks to the end of the line. It takes like five minutes to get to the end of the line. I was like, <laughs> they're going to be disappointed tonight. Uh, but we've got an auto bid up for grabs. Furman against Chattanooga in the SoCon. Furman's been really good for the last several years, but just has not gotten into the tournament. They're only a three and a half point favorite tonight, despite playing the seven seed. Do the Paladins get it done tonight, TK? Who's your pick here? Cowboy. <laughs> Cowboy. Uh, who's the Furman game again? Furman Chattanooga. Uh, I'm going Furman. Furman wins. Furman, German, Herman. Who cares? It's a racist name. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow. Fan. Underrated Fox television show. I guess because, you know, I guess we need to pick the Louisville game. Because I don't think we're going to be on the air. And if we are, it's going to be at 2 o'clock when people are going to be very confused. But we've got the game on 970. Uh, I tell you what, we got... We can't wake up at 2 o'clock to watch this team play. I know. The, the, the men's basketball game will be on 93.9. The baseball game against Morehead State will be on 970. That's my understanding. So let's go ahead. Let's do it. How are you feeling? Cards BC tomorrow at 430. The season 24 hours from now could be about to be coming to an end. Mercifully, if you want to view it that way. Does Louisville extend its 2022-2023 its campaign by at least one day? I mean, Lost College was the game, I think, where Louisville had the first ACC lead in all season, wasn't it? They were up by two with like three minutes to go and lost by 12, I, mean, I think. I know we did start, we did, I think still, I think that might be our still tops ACC lead when we led by 12 in that game. That might still be our largest ACC in-conference lead this season. God, that's sad. Um, Boston College is... They're not overly talented. We, we are just as talented as Boston College. You know, I think Post is better than anybody we have individually. Uh, and I think Grant is just, right now, a better coach. Uh, Louisville, show some heart. We don't go down like, like I'll take it on the chin right away. Uh, but there is some fight. But I think Boston College wins this game by four. I think Louisville stays close. Another example of Louisville lose, no, three. Louisville loses their last, ends the season, the way oh. they, all year is gone, they lose <clears> on a <throat> single possession game. Ellis missed the three at the buzzer. 
I think we have a real shot to win this game. I really do. I'm not just saying that. I've been thinking for a while that we're going to win this first game in the conference tournament. It, this is kind of like the Clemson thing. So I'm going to kick myself if, if I'm wrong about this. Because I thought for a while we were going to win the Clemson game. And at the last second, I peed out. Took uh, took Louisville to, to lose. I'm Same thing. Question. Well, I can't say the actual word, so. <laughs> I was like, is that really an expression? Trevor, we got to wrap this up. Here, I know, I'm with you. Should have said that. I think Louisville's got a. I think I think that they lead for a lot of this game. I think they get people excited. I think they play hard. I think they play well. I'm gonna take it one step further. I think we go back to our roots. I think we lose by one. Oh. I think that's how the season ends. You we, went. You went. You went. Prices right. One dollar on me. We lose a close game. Lose by one. It feels fitting. Four and twenty-eight is the final record. Good God. I hope I'm wrong. I. I, I you know, people. Some people want to lose. Some people are ready to turn this. I want. I never want to root against Louisville in March. I want the season to continue. It's always sad when the season ends, even when it's as bad as this one. I'm hoping we're both wrong. Go Cards. Beat BC. We might see you tomorrow at two. If not, we'll definitely see you guys at three. Go Cards. We love you. Into the-